0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 276 for the week of August 24th, 2013. We're here with RPGamer's greatest, or lamest, depending on your opinion. Starting off, it's Anna-Marie Privetier. Good morning. Coming to you live from my couch. And then, over in Delaware, we've got Emmanuel Marino.
1: I'm sorry, I was just too busy being sad about being in
0: Delaware. <laughs> Morosely. All right. Somewhere in the UK, we've got Alex Fuller. Evening. 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 Also somewhere where it's still evening, John Urworth. Good evening. How many hours of Final Fantasy XIV did you play, John?
2: Uh, I think I logged in about ten, and then I got, when the maintenance started... Was about what four or something? Four hours. So no, so yeah. six hours I think total. And I
0: hear the servers are doing great for that game right now.
2: Well, when they were when they weren't being uh, taken down for maintenance, yeah, they were.
0: Why, well, unless you wanted to log in?
3: Yeah, if you didn't get in within the first thirty minutes of it being up, you didn't get in.
2: Oh no, I logged out several times during the day and didn't have any trouble at all getting back in. Yeah.
4: Really? It, it was yeah. fine about it was fine about an hour before the. Makes yeah, because
3: the yeah, there's like a ton of people complaining on Lodestone that they were unable to get in starting about 25 minutes after the servers came up.
2: Well, their problem. <laughs> <laughs> that problem doesn't That's it. affect I me. I didn't, I didn't. I myself didn't get. I myself didn't log in till 15 minutes after, at least 15 minutes after the service went up, and didn't have any trouble at all. Did at you completely exit the
3: third... game when you were logging in and out? Yeah. Really?
2: Okay. Yeah. I didn't so have any trouble at all.
3: Perhaps there was spotty login issues.
2: Yeah, well, considering uh, some of the other um, MMO launches that I've been in, this has probably been one of the smoother ones. I, I, it's smoother than the previous version of this game, I can tell you that. You right? think they, yeah,
0: you think they would have had experience, given they um, you know did this already with this game.
3: Yeah, but Chris you could never have enough oomph for everybody that wants to play at the start but
0: they knew how many people wanted to play the first time um they had time to get that oomph
3: yeah it's but a little problem, different
0: when you're relaunching you should already have the servers
3: no the problem is is that you're there is no monetary value to ramping up to that
0: point because in
3: 2 weeks they, you're not going to need I'm it I'm saying
0: anymore. they should have already been at that point no they, i'm
3: saying that it's not monetarily worth it for them to be at that point.
0: And they never bothered. All right. Fine. The. All right. I'm Chris Pivots here. And uh, this is RBGCast. Cast. Mon in the chat room wants you to know that his jaw is still numb from going and getting a filling in it. So... If you wanna contribute
1: RPG news. Yeah, if
0: you wanna if you wanna to contribute to awesome chat like that, join us live, rpgamer.com slash live every Saturday at nine AM Pacific, noon Eastern, where we bring the latest RPG news to you. So let's get it underway with what we've been playing. John has been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. How's it going? Is it suck? Is it great? Is
2: that going pretty well? Yeah. Then again, I, I, uh, since I've, I uh, just loaded the, ca- the character that I was playing in open beta 4 up, so just sort of just continued on, really. Um, did the other two of the... Th- there are three st- sort of starting dungeons that you do as part of the story quest, and yeah. I had already done one of them during open beta, so I did yeah. the other two today. A few times Both. weren't too bad, considering damage classes are currently outnumbering everybody else by a factor of, like, 5 to 1. Um, other than that,
4: yeah, fine. Good. Were those uh, level fifteen? Ones? Yeah, level fifteen, then
2: level sixteen, then level seventeen.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, I done the first one at the end of phase four.
2: So, yeah.
0: generally, what would you say is like the big shift in the game versus how it was the first time?
4: Uh, generally, I'd say the UI
2: and um, just general gameplay things. The the UI in the original was it was based off uh, the one in Final Fantasy XI, which, of course, was designed and implemented in 2001. So it might have been okay had the game been released in 2002, but it wasn't. The game was released in 2011, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, everything else has changed. the um, The landscape is only broadly the same. Um... And uh, the quests are all different and stuff. Um, But, yeah, I'd say the UI.
0: You'd say the UI? Okay. So um, one person was telling me last night the big difference is just having content to do versus the first launch where you kind of ran out of things to do or it was all the same stuff over and over again.
2: Um yeah, the, the first one I think did have a random event system but it was poorly implemented. Uh they've they've taken the, they really have kind of taken the concept of um uh, uh public quests from stuff like Warhammer Online and um uh Rift and done something with that. So there's always those to do.
5: Mhm.
0: And one of the big uh, temptations with MMOs nowadays is to make them more like You know, basically clone World of Warcraft. Do you feel like Fourteen has done that in any way with this relaunch? Sorry, what was that? One of the big things for MMOs to do nowadays is to essentially clone World of Warcraft in many ways. Do you feel like Fourteen has done that in this relaunch?
2: Well, the other thing I suppose you could say is World of Warcraft like is the fact that you still have a numbered action bar. And playing a caster class generally involves a bit of standing around waiting for cast bars to fill. They're not not very much, but you know it's uh, i don't know if you can really call that world of Warcraft-esque, though because there are b- basically every other mMO bar a couple has done that since like two thousand and four
0: well, what about like things like quest icons on the map and and i don't know the way progressions of the story and whatnot works. I mean, it, does it feel kind of wild how they lay out their quest system or does it feel final Fantasy eleven like or or is it its it... own thing? <laughs>
2: It probably has more in common there with um, uh, World of Warcraft than the original. I mean, mean, look at Final Fantasy XI. Final Fantasy XI had no mini-map. It had no quest markers. Uh, Any markers that you set on the map were ones that... um, uh, ones that you set yourself. Um, The quests in XI were obtuse, to say the least. (laughs) Um, You know, it, it generally... It, 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 at least Realm Reborn has sort of embraced modern design philosophy.
0: Okay. So, what I mean, about. Pl- oh, oh, I'm ahead. not
2: going to fault 11 for what it does because, I mean, the entire game was basically designed back when Ultima Online was still vaguely new. Right. Um. But this one, yeah, you know, needed to be more up to date.
0: So, how about the player economy? One of the other issues with 14 when it was out was. You know, there was no auction house, and it was extremely difficult to like sell items and pass items along and find Um, what you wanted. They've still kept
2: the retainer system, which I think functions as a blind auction house. Uh, The only downside is you've got to be like something like level. You you unlock retainers as part of the storyline quests, and you don't get that until you've done the first three dungeons. But to be honest, you don't really need to use the auction house that much before then. I mean, for for the early crafting uh, professions. Uh, most of the stuff, like the early crafting stuff, is stuff you can get from shops or from just natural drops.
0: So it's light. So how does it work with this retainer stuff?
2: I haven't actually. All I've done is created a retainer. I haven't actually. Uh, oh, investigated the system. Well, I hope it's easier I to use heard- than it was the first time. Hey, <laughs> I, I haven't heard any like shouting complaints about it. So, all right.
0: So I'm going to be jumping into that game later today when the servers come back up, as will Anna, I think. Right, Anna?
3: That's the plan.
0: That's the plan. And And me. You guys
2: guys are going to be playing on Leviathan, right?
0: I have no idea. Uh, Last I checked, I couldn't make a character on there.
2: Uh, Was that during Beta 4? Yeah. Because they locked out most of those due to high populations. I think they have started to relax them again. I can't remember.
3: Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't come up in your list, you just refresh it a couple times, and chances are good it'll come out.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, let's see. The um, next person... Oh, wait, did you play anything else, John?
2: Oh, yeah, the other stuff I've been playing. Um, Yeah, the rest of it has been weird stuff. Um, Saints Row 4, I kind of don't really want to say much about Saints Row 4 because a lot of Saints Row 4 is, you know, all of the stuff about it is mostly gained from playing it. Um, all, I, all I can really say about it without sort of going into sort of huge spoiler territory is um, I have a dubstep gun that shoots explosive wubs. I, it, it, game of the year. Eh.
0: <laughs> is that how it works? Dubstep yeah, gun much. equals game of
2: year um yeah basically or and jump jumping off skyscrapers and gliding around a city to the songs of um well you've got the touch that's genius cool not anything more to say about that all right and that, yeah, that, so, and that's fine and so the last thing i've been playing um i made a post on the forums about this so anyone who didn't catch that one um it's in the now playing thread um is anyone on the cast familiar with um the anime manga arcade game series initial d initial d oh, no, it's, it's, it's... yeah <laughs> yeah um basically an enterprising group an enterprising group of um uh, dujin circle uh, created this parody manga series called densha to d which replaces all of the cars with trains um and then another doujin group decided to create hey let's let's do this little uh, side you know game based on this parody manga series so i've been playing that it's weird like really weird i'm drift racing trains to pounding eurobeat it's like the most japanese thing i've ever played seriously
0: i like when you can press that puts your computer to sleep I accidentally just pressed that (laughs) because I had something laying on the keys and then I pressed some other keys and it went to sleep yeah
1: Yeah, it's like command option escape or command option power bar yeah something like
0: that and yeah
1: it's useful for locking your computer when you need to step away. You don't want anyone getting it's in that. It's
0: not so useful in the middle of a podcast. No. <laughs> no. All <laughs> right. Maybe so... you lock
1: yourself out of this conversation. Your computer said, trains drifting? Forget it, I'm done.
0: I wanna <laughs> so do the trains drift is my question.
2: Yeah, the trains not don't not only drift, but they multi track drift. <laughs> <laughs> like It's not even possible. It is honest to God like the most incredible thing ever. I wanna see
0: this. I need a video of it.
2: Uh, no, I've got it I put a picture of it on my Twitter feed.
0: Okay. I'm going Which
2: to... is recreating the the image that was banded around the internet a few times. Twitter.com slash
0: mechaquin, Uh recreating old internet memes. Yeah. Oh my there gosh. That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it. That's great. It is. It's. say it is honestly like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you, you will never be this awesome.
0: <laughs> you know, I had seen that meme in the past, and I never understood what it was saying or what it was about.
2: Yeah, the, the, well, the trans the the translation you just says um, uh, multi track drifting. The actual literal ja- translation is double track drifting. But
0: <laughs> that's great.
2: Does it matter? No, It's
0: actually,
2: actually one of the one of the levels that um that they've. It was added as a patch to one of the early uh, games. Actually, is based on some sort of um I don't know side story that the creators of the manga did, and um you it's actually a level where you can't multi track drift, but instead you've got a horde of passengers that will lean from side to side, so you can basically regular drift around extremely tight corners. And I still haven't been able to pass it because you basically have to take every corner at at full speed uh, perfectly without derailing. Um, Otherwise, you can't actually win the race. You will just be outraced. Simple.
0: This sounds like the best game ever. (laughs) I want this game.
2: So, yeah. Um... I still think, mm, I I think it would be hard-pressed to say which one's Stranger out of Saints Row 4 and Venture to D, but uh, yeah, it's been pretty weird. I I just, I was like, because Saints Row 4 for us didn't come out until Thursday at midnight, right? So I was just, at the beginning of this week, I was like, oh, there's two games I want to play coming at the end of the week. I really just want something to do. So I turned to old internet memes, and that's what I got. That's great.
0: Wait, so you t- wait, hold on now. You said you started with the meme and then went finding the game?
5: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
2: I, I, actually, looking back on like Tuesday, I actually, honest to God, can't remember what led me to on that train of thought that uh, allowed me to find the game. Alone, train
3: of thought
2: get it near. yeah let, let, let alone like what got me to the image in the first place I was like I must have like I think I might have randomly stumbled across a YouTube video of one of the games or something and I was like damn that's where that you know thing I have read the first two chapters of the parody manga in English it is quite funny because it basically does just transplant the story the, the, the initial the story of initial D in, and just replaces all the cars with trains It's it's amazing <laughs> And it's very Japanese.
3: So if you get a chance, Quinn, you need to actually find the original localization opening and ending for initial D because they are like awesomely terrible. They're they so atrocious. bad.
2: From the from the <laughs> did they redo the openings for the English version or something? Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. They switched from whoever was doing it before to whoever is doing it now.
0: Which they weren't the best openings to begin with, but no. the U.S. ones are just, what were they thinking?
3: <laughs> it was, it was nice. like, it was like auto-tune before, uh, before share.
2: I, I don't. Oh, know. wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah, you can imagine what they're like now.
0: It, it's pretty bad stuff. All right. Well, uh, we should move on then. I want to know what else is going on in England. So, Alex, what have you been up to?
4: I've been playing more Tales of Exilia. Is it Exilia or Zilia? I I think it's supposed to be Exilia, but I keep swapping between the two because I can't decide which one I like better. Oh, Okay.
2: <laughs> That works. yeah I've, I've even had access to the romanization of the Japanese title, and it is Exilia, uh, uh, exilia but I just pronounce it Zilia anyway. It's, I don't it's think spelt Zilia. It. Yeah, I don't think anyone gives a crap. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think well, how would they case- spell
0: it as Exilia? Put an extra X there? I mean, because at that point it would be Cross Zilia, wouldn't it? No,
2: put an either. At the beginning. Oh no! Yeah, that would that would make more sense. It's just because of how Jap- the Japanese language pronounces X's. It, it can get.
0: Yeah, as of... the word cross, right?
2: Mm, depends. Honestly, depends on the title.
0: We've learned that, right? I we've we've learned that le- legend or that that legend that rule many no, times. It, it,
2: it gets translated cross if it appears in the middle of the title. Okay. Not the start. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Alex. I'm,
4: so it would
0: with... be X Cross Ilia. <laughs> God.
4: <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, anyway, I've finished chapter three on that, so crazy plot stuff has happened, which obviously I shouldn't talk about because massive spoilers. But so okay. still having loads of fun with that. Yeah. And and I've also been playing Divinity Dragon Commander. All right, have you
0: married a skeleton yet?
4: No, I didn't marry the skeleton. The lizard. No. Oh. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I was traditional in my choice.
0: Ooh! I just want to know what, how it works with the skeleton. That's all I'm wondering. What? What yeah I am not sure. I want to know like that. What sex is a skeleton?
3: Gives boner a whole new meaning.
4: Wah, wah. Uh,
0: sorry, parents. All right. So, <laughs> is, is that game as awesome as it should be?
4: Um. I'm that sounds sure it like was. a no to me. It, well. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd describe it as awesome. I think bits of it are actually quite funny, especially the imps. The imps are awesome. It's <laughs> because they like blowing stuff up. and right. oh, They're primarily for comic relief and so there's science.
0: Like, there's like two sides of this game, the political stuff that happens on your airship and then like the battles themselves, right?
4: Uh, it's sort of a mixture of three, really. Oh. Yeah, you've got the airship battles and you've got the sort of risk slash total war style turn-based bit. And then you've got the actual sort of real-time strategy battles as well. Okay. But it's actually actually quite fun so far. I mean, it definitely does a lot of bits. It's not as sort of deep as the sort of usual RTS strategy games are, but I think that works quite well for me. So it's, it's more sort of easy to get into, even if it doesn't explain things as well as it might but it's a lot of fun so far so also you can turn into a dragon and take part in the actual real-time strategy bits as well which is fun
0: do you need to do that to really win and do well
4: um you don't necessarily need to but it's a massive help yeah you have to, i think you just basically have to be very good at real-time strategy to not have to use it mm.
0: And what about like the risk stuff?
4: Um, I haven't got too far and I'm playing on a not particularly challenging difficulty <laughs> level because <Okay>. I suck. <laughs> Cause basically because I suck. Okay. But that's, that seems to be quite decently balanced. I mean, the only, the only thing is the real-time strategy bits can be a bit easy if you're using Dragon, but you can only actually intervene in one battle every turn.
0: Oh, so you have to pick which one is most important then.
4: Yeah, if you're fighting on multiple fronts, then you might have to let your army deal with the other battles. Mm.
0: Uh, So does any part of the game not feel as good as the other parts and is holding it back?
4: Um, Not particularly. I mean, the, the sort of political stuff is fairly basic sort of you you get a sort of yes no choice about implementing something sort of like gay marriage which sort of half half the politicians will agree with half won't, and that will sort of affect the how much each race approves of you
5: Mm -hmm.
4: so that's that's sort of a bit fable-esque although actually a bit better than fable because it's not quite stupidly evil or stupidly good but poor so that's fun. Also the other thing that's got Pretty good voice acting as well, because they've they've actually used the same British studio that did like Dragon Age, Xenoblade, and The Last Story. So that's quite good.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, Dragon Commander. Should I pay full price for it or wait for it on sale? Um, Chris, you're not going
1: to play right now. Let's uh, be honest.
0: That's true, but I just want to know. How about this?
1: You know what I say with uh, digital with digital goods is um unless there's a massive sale. Don't buy it unless you're going to play it immediately, because you know the store is never closed. You always have access to that digital good. So why purchase it and then sit on it for like a year and then later it drops in price anyway?
0: Sure. I guess I'm trying to get at: should I buy it now, Alex, or should I wait for it on sale and when I've got time later?
4: Yeah, I'll probably wait for it on sale just because. Okay.
1: Yeah, but well, I'm just saying. Even if it was worth it, you—I mean, I thought you had a bunch of stuff going on. I do. So um, I was just saying, even if it's good enough to buy right now, are you going to play it then? It's not even about like waiting for price drop. It's more like with the digital store, if the price is consistent between now and a year from now, what difference does it matter if you download it now or download it later?
0: Mm. Yep. No, you're right. And who knows?
1: In the the, the interim, it might even drop in price, so you may end up saving money in the meantime. But like, like that's what I do with iOS games. Like, I don't buy iOS games right away unless I'm literally going to play it that day. Or unless there's a big sale that makes me, oh, maybe I should jump in on this. Like, I'm, I'm not against paying more money for an iOS game. But I figured like, like, if I wanted to play, oh, I really want to play it. Kodor. It's $10. I don't care. I'm, I want to play it today. I'm going to buy it today. But right. if I'm not going to play it that day, why
0: not? But for, for those of our listeners who are actually interested in this game and do have the time to play it today, should they jump into it right now and pay full price or should they just go ahead and wait a bit is what I was trying to get at.
4: No, not, it,
0: not just me. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, if you've sort of not got anything else to play, then yeah, sure, why yeah, not? Yeah, it's good. But, okay, cool. I mean, it, it doesn't that's... need to sort of... You don't need to sort of wait to drop to sort of...
5: Yeah, yeah. That's good oh, I hear. wasn't going to game. Like that
4: But weird. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it only really needs a small drop to actually be worthwhile if it's sort of something you... Yeah yeah, yeah. looking at. yeah. So. okay
0: all right so it's kind of on the edge there that's fair it that's is fair. like a
1: weird hybrid game you gotta ask yourself do you want like that sort of uh stuff that you did on starcraft 2 where you're talking to everyone on the hyperion yes and do you want to play risk yeah. and do you want a real-time strategy game and do you want to control the dragon killing those people
0: you know what i want <laughs> i just want the airship stuff honestly honestly the airship that's stuff and risk stuff. take out the rts and i'm all set <laughs> all right well whatever Um, uh, alright, so I've been playing, uh, really just a couple games this week, I've been cranking away on Disgaea 2 on my PSP, and did I talk about this last week? I think I did, right? Um, you
1: can give us an
0: update. Yeah, the PSP Go is an awesome system, and it's so tiny and small, it's the right size, it's a great system, it's the PSP that the PSP should have always been, except for the placement of the analog stick, and, um... I like it, so I've been playing Disgaea two on that, and it's been a wonderful experience. So, I'm portable on the Disgaea series seems to be a big win. So, if you remember, I was having a lot of back and forth, like should I get the portable version? Should I play the PS two version? So far, portable has been a pretty good decision. So, uh, it's one of
1: those games you sort of kick up on the couch while maybe Anna's watching the show. Yeah, you sit um, next to her play the, game.
0: Yeah, but the problem is when I get to Disgaea four, um, there's no current portable version of that, so. I'll have to go back to TV.
1: Um by the time you get to it, won't it be portable by then?
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. It might be. If if I if I play it like my normal rates, you're right. <laughs> um though I'm I'm kicking through disguise 2 right quick, so that game's going a lot faster than I thought it would. How are you liking the story? Uh I'm I'm it started off, I didn't like it so much and now it's getting to the point where I'm liking it more.
1: Cause I remember like the most common complaint of this guy is that the characters and the story was never as charming or as interesting as the first time through with oh, the, the as first guy one.
0: Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. Um, so far, yeah, two was having an issue with the story for a while there. Now it's starting to, to get more interesting and we'll see if three or four hold up. And then we got D two coming, and you got your characters from the first one back. Um, yeah, and if you actually like the first characters, uh, pick up Infinite or watch a tube of Infinite, a playthrough of Infinite on YouTube. Actually, is what I would recommend, um, so you can see what that's all about. Is that
1: where you can drop the characters on the thing and they pop in?
0: Infinite? No, that's that's Disney Infinity. Oh,
1: that would have been a little bit more interesting.
0: Which I would like to proudly say, Anna and I have not gotten into. We have not bought into Infinity and plan not to. Why not? Because we're we're a Skylander household. And quite frankly, one of those cash sinks is enough, I think.
1: It's true what they say. Republicans, go Skylanders. Democrats, go Infinity. What? I'm making stuff up.
3: Okay. Isn't that how American politics work?
1: <laughs> yes. You got making it. Good stuff job, up. Anna. up, yeah.
3: She's learning quickly.
5: <laughs> she
3: is. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, my problem with Infinity isn't that it's another collection game. It's that the premise doesn't interest me. No, I mean you get these levels, right, and it's a Monsters, Inc. level, and -hmm. you can only play Monsters, Inc. characters in it.
5: Mm
1: -hmm. But then you can build your own stuff later. Yeah,
3: but I'm not interested in level building, which kills like three-quarters of the game for me. So it's just not a game designed for me,
1: and I'm all it's like with the, that. all those people who were talking about oh, all uh, little big planets, like one of the most interesting, creative games. But if you don't feel like building stuff, you're stuck with a bad platformer.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it, but there's a lot of interesting user content out for LBP. Um,
1: well, you'll be able to download user generated content for
0: uh, Infinity? Infinity too. Absolutely. It, is it as powerful? It's not. It can't be as powerful as LBP is, though. It depends what you want to do. Are people going to make entire other games in it? You know, well, I don't know. What, what, what time will tell what,
1: the, well, what you can actually accomplish with it.
0: Despite that interesting stuff being out there for a little big planet, I was never able to get back into it and and try any of it. So I, I dare you know say, what? it's not the game for me.
1: <laughs> I don't really like unit you, you generate content all that much. It's so hard to find anything that's actually worth worth it. Well,
0: I mean, yeah. No, you're right. Because you, you end up. You a end up of- having to cross reference three different websites and find lists, and, and it's just such a hassle. It's like doing work to play your game. Yeah. Eh. All right. You getting into Infinity?
5: No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. The other thing I've been playing is more Hearthstone. Um, and Anna and I, I think, have discovered that the Hunter is way overpowered in Hearthstone. And, uh, that makes it hard if you want to play any of the other classes for your daily quests. So I was grinding away on the priest class last night and just getting owned by endless strings of people playing the hunter class and just destroying me. And it was very, uh, interesting. That's a man. What a well-designed UI experience is Hearthstone. And it's just a nice, solid experience, but I'm wondering, I'm thinking it's going to run thin because there's no like real true quests or story mode and stuff like, uh, or Dungeons. It's just the card game over and over and over again. Which
3: Yeah, but don't forget that this is the beta.
0: All yeah. of that stuff
1: may be available
3: at launch.
0: Maybe. We don't know, though. They haven't right. said anything. They haven't committed to like anything.
1: Right. Isn't that good, though? That means they can change it as much as they want to.
0: Yeah, or as little as they want to. <laughs> um, It seems like Hearthstone is fast getting to the point where... Well, not fast. There's plenty of play left for me with that and for Anna with that. But at some point it's going to get to, if you really want to change your experience, you need to buy cards. And I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I've been trying to figure that out. Like That's how TCGs work, is you're supposed to have that joy of buying new cards and getting to play with them and, and feeling like you got something really cool. But at the same time, with digital games, I feel like there should be a free way to progress. And I'm trying to figure out in my head if that's a wrong way to feel.
1: Well, I mean, isn't it it's, – it's it's, it's, part of the the sort of social contract of this is a TCG. Come and play the TCG. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it, the good thing is if it, because it's free, you haven't invested in anything. At any point that you feel like you're being gated or it's not fun anymore, you can stop and walk away having wasted nothing but your time.
0: Right, but I'm thinking that might be the issue because I never bought a starter deck since I never feel like – I invested into this, and I'm progressing from ground zero up to as far as I want to go, since they just gave me all these basic starter decks, and it's like, play as much as you want. It feels different than a situation where I'm kind of starting from scratch.
1: But you also have to remember, like Anna said, this is just a beta, so everything can change.
0: They take away the starter decks. Well, right. they can just change. The,
1: they're testing stuff out. I mean, can you imagine spending money on something that's just an experiment? Or they take out they
0: remove because it's broken later. Well, guess what? In the beta, you can spend money, and uh, if you do, no, all the things that you get by spending money, you will lose when the real game comes out, and you will be given an equivalent amount of in-game gold currency. Um which is a currency that doesn't exist in the game right now. We're assuming it would be like um, the currency you have to convert your money into in order to buy packs in the future. Right now, it's just actual dollar signs on the store. Um, And you'll just be able to use that currency for whatever you want when the game launches. So um, I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. It's like spending money on all these card packs, and you could end up getting less value for your money later. Does it make sense? No, no, you don't care. All right.
1: I don't know. I'm just thinking it's weird how we all – I don't know. Maybe it's just us and we have to get over this idea that everything needs to be permanent, the sense of permanence to everything we buy.
0: Well, but gosh, with the TCG, there is permanence. I know. It's weird. (laughs) This is so strange. I – I, that's why I'm trying to figure it out. It's like what part of my feelings here are just me being old, and what part of my feelings here are like, well, there's an issue here. And
1: well, I'm glad that they're trying this out now before Titanfall. not Titanfall. Titan comes out. Good point. You, you know, you can tell though they're experimenting with ideas. They're they're experimenting in the wild WoW shop. They're seeing what works as design. I mean, hey, hey, let them get this experience now.
0: I think I just want Hex to come out already so I can play it.
1: Hey hey.
2: All I know is I can't wait for Blizzard Dota to come out.
0: Mm, yeah. Keep waiting on that.
2: Well, they are fighting a little bit of an uphill battle now.
0: Yeah, no. considering, you know, all the Blizzard characters are essentially in Dota 2.
2: They had a small
1: window to launch that. Yeah. They where they could it. have, like, got some attention, made a little bit of money on the side. Yeah.
0: That, that's that gone now, I think. Um, Manny, you been playing anything?
1: Uh, I've been checking out some of the GameCube games and got, uh... Unfortunately, the GameCube is really finicky. Um, with uh, reading discs that have been scratched up, it'll oh. just shut down. And do, do you just have a Wii that you can try them in. Ah, uh, not on me, no. Mm. Ouch. So, but it's weird though. Like uh, some of the games are just some are like scratched to hell and they never break down. Some are like just slightly scratched and I'll be like, I can't read this anymore and just stop. Yeah. So playing this, I'm like playing the bat. You know how like one of the big complaints people have about uh. About free-to-play games is that not so much that I have to pay for a game, but that you make me think about the money aspect of this game more often than I should. Yeah. So I'm thinking about money more than thinking about the game. So that's the problem here now is that I'm thinking about, well, time to save before this thing, this thing will randomly shut down on me. Okay, I need to save. Has it been long enough? I should probably save. I I think I should save. (laughs) So I'm not even really enjoying this Hulk game anymore, which is actually kinda it's actually kinda fun and silly. You can see how just running around breaking stuff is fun, but I'm always thinking about I should probably save. Oh, was that like
0: the good Hulk game where you get to blow everything up that people were talking about? I didn't realize it was on GameCube two. I thought it was an Xbox game.
1: No, GameCube two. Sweet. It's fun. Good stuff. Um what else? I was gonna get some I was gonna get into XCOM the Bureau the Bureau XCOM declassified, but Oh you were? How – after well, – you know, this is I why mean, I you, said – You
0: usually don't jump on new releases, so uh,
1: – It seems like it was going to drop pretty quickly. Oh, okay. But it, after hearing how disappointing it was, I decided – Well, that would way. be
0: why it drops pretty quickly, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately. But it's sad. You know, um, it's like I was saying about Dragon Age 3. People think I'm being like harsh on Dragon Age 3, but it's more like you can say all the right things. Talk is cheap. You have to actually deliver. And leading up to XCOM, the Bureau, they had that campaign, Erase the Truth. Which which actually has nothing to do with the game itself. Ooh, you know that Race to Truth campaign live I action. I didn't
0: see it, um.
1: but it, it's been going around. People have been enjoying it, and that thing has nothing to do with the game. Uh, and, and in interviews and previews, were like, "Yeah, we try to get to the root and history of XCOM, and we like we, you know, we're in there. You fans of the of the series will really see some gems and you know get some answers that they've always wondered about, and you know all this stuff. And they say they? all the right things. Absolutely not. Oh. Not even close. That's terrible. Like, there's this like I was watching like one of the cuts like one of the offending cutscenes on YouTube that they were talking about, and it's like straight up. This guy has this big speech about we've been the bureau was was created to defend against the Soviet invasion and like organize resistance groups, but now we have a bigger threat. And then at the end, welcome to XCOM, and like so they basically just changed the name to XCOM because oh, there's a lot of because in that game.
5: Wow. That's but such. you know,
1: they were saying, Oh yeah, you're gonna research some stuff, you're gonna walk around your base, it's gonna feel like real XCOM and you walk around the base and there's nothing to do.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's really
1: But you know, the interesting thing is that um when I was at a GameStop the other day, I'm in the mall, I was like peek into a GameStop to see if they haven't you know, just I'm curious. And um there was a the new issue of Game Informer was there, and they actually have a full feature spread on Dragon Age 3 and actually showing some stuff off. And it's like, See, that's what I wanted to see. I, I was sick of the talk. I actually wanted to see some stuff, and Dragon Age 3 looks pretty interesting based on that feature. Really, it seems like a really open world, almost like a dragon. almost looks like Monster Hunter with people hiding behind rocks, sneaking up to a dragon.
0: You know, we actually have a story later that there's a, a tie-in – I don't know if it's a mobile or web game for Dragon Age th- 3 – um, I don't know if they talked about it. Dragon that Age at all. Heroes? Yeah. Heroes of it's, Dragon Age.
1: It's like a free to play game where you buy characters to do little adventures.
0: Hmm. Squad based combat game with addictive hero collecting and engaging quests. Says addictive
1: hero collecting translation. Pay for it.
0: Pay for it. Yeah. I'll play it though. When mm-hmm. is that coming out?
1: No. Who knows? Soon? Later? Later. But if it's coming out soon, how can it be? How tight can it be?
0: Yeah, good point. So, Dragon Age Three is going to be awesome.
1: Well, it's more interesting based on actually. It's got a chance,
0: the- doesn't it? I really feel it like looks it's a got lot a better more interesting. Chance. Yeah,
1: I'm actually, once I saw the feature and I saw the screens and hear what they were actually doing, it goes a long way from CG cutscenes and a, and like a bunch of developers looking at the camera saying, "No, for real, our game is going to be awesome for real." <laughs> you know, all the things we did wrong, we got it right this time. Every single one that we got wrong is now right. It's going to be awesome. By the Bureau the the XCOM, the Classified. <laughs> Terrible. All right. That's all I got.
0: Hmm. Okay. And that leaves, but definitely not least, Anna-Marie Privetier.
3: Um, I'm a little bit of more of the same. So i have playing more Mario and Luigi Dream Team. I finished the desert. I got the ability to pull up beans. So I've been running around getting all sorts of
0: beans, which
3: um, kind of breaks the game. Does so, anybody
0: have any idea what Anna's talking about? <laughs> no.
3: So, as I was about to go into, there are little Xs on the ground all over the world. And once you gain the ability to go underground, you can pop up underneath an X and gain a bean. Now, the bean increases it, whatever stat it's associated with by one or two. And so, basically, normally you, can you only get, get... a Mr.
0: Bean? No. Oh, no.
3: You can get a stash bean, though.
0: I don't care. I want Mr. Bean.
1: <laughs> this seems like a missed opportunity for Nintendo.
0: <laughs> it should
1: have been like a coffee bean tie-in. Ooh. <laughs> so, anyways,
3: normally you only get stat-ups when you level up, and you only get to choose one stat. But these beans basically give you free stats, and all you have to do is wander around looking for the axes. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of OP how crazy these beans get very quickly. Like, Default wise, stat wise, Mario is faster and but a little less stronger than Luigi. And at the moment my Luigi is faster than Mario. So I've also been pushing up their um bro points a lot because I use Wait, a lot of special.
0: they what points?
1: They're bro points.
0: They've got BP. bro points.
1: They have BP
3: instead of. Is it of like
0: the bro-mans? What What is this? <laughs> bro
1: team. It's a bro team, man. Yeah so
3: bro points that you use special attacks so and yeah it's just um there's also a ranking system which i don't remember if i talked about last time but you like the first rank up is level eight and you basically get to choose from a list of like seven or seven to nine things and it's like gain an extra bp per level have an extra equipment slot et cetera. Et cetera. and um the problem is, is you only will ever get five rank ups, so you can't actually get all the bonuses. So you need to specifically select what you want. And yeah, I'm the moment I'm about to go climb up a mountain and discover more pit pitillos. And yeah, that's Mario and Luigi. And I've also been playing a ton of the 3DS mini games. <laughs>
0: I love Flower Town. Yeah, actually, that's what I was going to talk about. It's my favorite one. Flower
3: Town has definitely become my favorite, and Me Force has become my least favorite. I just, it's not my kind of game.
0: It takes a lot of time, is the problem with Me Force.
3: Well, and it's also really twitchy. It's why I don't play, like, shooters and bullet hells. So it's just, it's not a bad game. It's just a bad game for me. So I have stopped playing it completely so that I can focus more on Flower
0: Town. Yay!
3: So I got my first journal filled with 20 plants, and now I have my second journal.
0: You're a master gardener.
3: I am a master gardener. So I'm at 28 or 29 out of 80 plants, and I have uh, gold medals in six of the job quests so far. this
0: This is all aided by Home Pass, of course. Yes. Which is the name that fans have given the Street Pass at Home stuff.
3: So, yeah, that was very, very cool. And I'm glad we set that up because I've been having a ton of fun with that. Other than that, I've been waiting to play Final Fantasy XIV.
0: Which you weren't into nearly two days ago. But now you're all excited for it.
3: Well, I'm happy because I was just... I was angry because they couldn't fix my account. Right. But... And the last time I tried to put a payment thing in it wouldn't take it so now we have put a payment thing in and it looks like it's going to work so I'm tentatively happy
0: but if anybody asks if Screen asks any of you out there Anna still lives in Canada okay yep. so don't don't contradict that
3: <laughs> other than that I'm just getting ready for PAX yay we'll be at PAX and like well, you're doing
0: year. and you're doing like you know Vendor stuff at PAX. Yeah,
3: I'm working at PAX this year. I'm not going as a journalist. So I will be in booth number 782 inside the Indie Mega booth. I will be at Muteki. So if you want to pop by, I will be there. Hello.
0: Come see me. Is Natsume at PAX too or no?
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm going uh, to... The, for the last couple of years, I've done the terrible pun hide and sea seek Mm-hmm. CC is the name that I use at Natsume. And so um, people can come and find me and give me the password that I will put up on Facebook and Twitter and they can get a free
0: plushie. Oh, cool. So I got a box of plushies. Uh oh, Final Fantasy Fourteen maintenance is complete. Let's end the podcast. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, let's move oh, on to oh our crap, feedback. Is it? Yeah, it is.
2: Awesome. John is
0: actually going (laughs) to. All right. Let's get into the feedback. One big thing to talk about um, from last week. Nobody called the number except for Sarah McGar. Thank you, Sarah. Fortunately, there's a ton of news this week, so we didn't need your calls anyway. But I want to just express my extreme disappointment in all of you, and you should all feel ashamed. So I want a moment of silence here. Do you know
2: how much it costs to call internationally? I'm not
0: asking you. We have plenty of other listeners who could have called. I want you all to feel ashamed. Starting now. And ending now. Okay. Thank you. 608 729 4098. Call that number every week. Tell us about everything. 30 seconds or less. All right. Anna, catch me up on what's going on with this uh, GameStop story from last week. We got whoa, a number of feedback whoa, whoa, whoa. on
1: it. Did you guys play Noodles Call? No. Okay. Why not? Let's play it.
0: Um, it's because, feedback. Yeah. You know what she said? What? She wants more cats on the podcast.
3: Yes, you should play it. No. Yes, like her
0: feedback. Oh, my gosh. I don't have it set up to do that.
3: Chris! I'm very disappointed in you. Well,
0: oh, it wasn't worth my time. Hold on.
4: So when you do call it, make sure it's worth playing. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: I'm still unable to obtain the world list. Well,
2: Thank you
1: for
3: I'm waiting. Of, Your
2: call
0: is important to us. Please in, so. hold. I'm working on it.
2: Well, and I suddenly went from queue position 82 to logged in. So, yeah. Your call is important to us. Please don't hang up. Do. I should probably invite you to the link show, actually. I I too. I'm too poor to do Kickstarter stuff, but
0: I do require more cats on the podcast. Okay, thanks, bye. There you go, that's an idea. Hey, there I you go. The Alright, there's your feedback. <laughs> Kickstart cats totally worth it.
1: Kiss, Chris, I'm going to chip in five bucks for more cats on the podcast. Can we have a cat starter? <gasps> Anna! Quick, Chris, remove that from the podcast. That's a million dollar idea.
0: Um, no. <laughs> Cat starter. What does that even mean? Shh! Oh, that's interesting. Apparently Michael wakes up as soon as the 14 maintenance finishes. What does he, have an it's RSS strange, thing? Really? Yeah, he, how probably did... has,
2: he probably has an alarm set.
0: Yeah, he has like an RSS feed ported into an alarm clock to wake him up when the maintenance is over.
2: <laughs> well, the maintenance did have a, a, a suggested, um, did say and that they... they were doing it it oh, had okay. a complete time, so. Weird.
1: For people not aware,
3: Michael is Michael Tidwell. Yeah. yeah, I can't get into Leviathan right now. This world is not accepting new characters.
0: Yep. Ah. Still no good. We'll have to play on Sargento. Sargaris. Right, Sargaris. All right. Well, we'll do it later. All right. So, Anna, t- catch me up on this GameStop story because there's some news that came to light in the thread.
3: Right. Okay. So, here's the thing.
0: GameStop this is, this is the them, doesn't
3: print games.
0: This is the thing where GameStop was accused of reprinting Xenoblade Chronicles and charging 80 bucks for them.
3: Okay. So what they were actually doing is they were getting the games from a company called GQD. And they weren't only getting games from them. They were also getting them from trade-ins. So I was actually right about that, but... This is the piece that I didn't know about. So for those not familiar with the company, they've been around for almost 10 years at this point. I think they were first established in 2004, and they sort of really came to light in 2006. So what they do is um, once once the publisher runs, however many of them are printed, have been sold out, they purchase the rights to print a certain number of copies on top of that. And the way that they do this is they actually pay for the entire print run up front. That is not the way that it is normally done. And then what they are allowed to do is they are allowed to sell these copies to anybody at whatever cost they like. And so what they do is they go to GameStop and Amazon and all of these – PlayAsia and all of these retailers and offer them X amount of copies. And to ensure that the price stays stable, they also hold back a certain number of copies and sell them themselves on Amazon and eBay. The problem then becomes is GameStop is sort of screwed coming and going because these copies are not necessarily sealed. So – GameStop gets crap for selling opened games as new, but then gets crap for selling new games as used.
1: They should so, get crap for both.
3: I mean, they're they're going to get crap either way. I mean, f- from my perspective, th- these people are sort of they're they're making money hand over fist because because they're paying for the print run up front, they get to retain something like fifty or sixty percent of the of whatever the, the copy retails for, which is crazy high. Um, but and I mean, so yeah, they're they're greedy bastards and I, I totally recognize that. But at the same time, the only people that they're hurting and I'm air quoting hurting is people that bought 10 copies of a game to to resell them on eBay or another site. They're hurting resellers and collectors. And honestly, as someone who just wants to get a copy of the game, I couldn't give a lily flip about either of those brackets. So I'm sorry if you get hurt by this because the value of your game or the perceived value of your game goes up or down, but this is how it works. And honestly, I'm surprised that there aren't more companies like this. By the way, um, for me, the first time that I heard of these people is they actually started reprinting Disgaea for the PS2. That's how we got additional runs of Disgaea, at least in Canada. So, that is GQD. Love them or hate them. Love them or hate GameStop, but that's how they came across all of the new copies. Any questions? There will be a quiz later.
1: News time.
0: Ha! Mute buttons suck. All right, so okay, I was wondering. (laughs) I want to go back and edit. It's like, what's going? No, we're not going to edit that. I like awkwardness in in the show. So, so here's here's the thing. Um, we've got. A lot of news. So, you ready? You ready for the biggest story of the week? Rainbow Skies is coming out in PS3 and Vita um, on 2014, right? Yeah? Everyone, I'm waiting for. No? No. So, that's the. I don't know what that is. Isn't I thought that...
1: the biggest news of the week were the two expansion announcements
0: expansion oh well yeah it probably is but this is this is this is rainbow skies it's the sequel to rainbow moon
4: it seems we are unfamiliar with sarcasm
0: (laughs) yeah it it does seem like we're unfamiliar with sarcasm (sighs) all right so uh in addition to that um we have let's see sorry we have um oh yeah Anna, the next story is about you. So why don't you tell us? What's huh? your what? news? You have news. I do. Yes. Yes!
3: Dragon Fantasy Book Two has a release date. And
0: Yay! that date is
3: September tenth.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. So it is actually part of like a really big sale that's going to be going on. Uh, actually, already started on Tuesday. And so, oh, hang on, I can't remember the name of this stupid sale anymore. It's the summer blowout, I think it's called. S- summer Select. Summer Select, yeah. The, so mm. the Vita Summer Select, and so basically this week and the next three weeks, there is going to be one you know highly anticipated Vita game coming out, and it's going to be, uh, I believe they're all fourteen ninety nine. And for PlayStation Plus members, they will be twenty percent off for the first week, so they will be eleven ninety nine.
1: So, yay! Release day. You can't yay something you're shilling. I'm excited about it.
3: Oh, and we also put out a patch that fixed the music bug in Dragon Fantasy Book One.
0: <laughs> but that was Sony's fault. Oh, you're blaming Sony on that.
3: Well, it was how the patch was applied. It actually wasn't an issue with the patch,
0: mm.
3: so it wasn't us. We swear. Anyways, mm-hmm. yes, that's the big news. So fourteen ninety nine if you're not a plus member, eleven ninety nine for the first week. If you are a plus member, and I suspect I'm going to get annoyed for quite a number of review copies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From people on the podcast.
0: Okay. Well that's uh Oh yeah, and
3: of course, like we said earlier, we'll be a pack, so a couple of
0: I would I would like you to talk about the whole sale too.
3: Um what else is on the sale? It's kick.
0: Dive kick.
3: Yeah, that's it. Dive Back kick. I forget the four games.
0: Wow, Anna.
3: I'm sorry, I wasn't ready for this. You sort of threw it at me.
0: Well, you should know all about it you feel so sad now. Uh, okay. you,
3: you you should have warned me that this was coming. Hang on, hang on, I'll find it.
0: It is also including um let's see. the It's a Vita sale. Yes. Except that a lot of these are crossplay, right?
3: Yeah, a lot of them are well, are, are I mean, all of them.
0: <laughs> um I so think, it started uh, off with Divekick coming out on the 20th. Then Spelunky's out on the 27th, and uh, that's, that's also cross-play. Yeah. And Yeah, they're all crossplay. Then Kickbeat comes out September 3rd, so that's like during PAX or close to it. And then Dragon Fantasy Book <laughs> 2 ends it on the 10th. Yes. And the prices are, yeah, so it's like $10 game, $15 game, $10 game, $15 game, unless you're PS Plus, in which case you get 20% off all of them.
3: So $7.99, $11.99, $7.99, 11 Yeah,
0: yeah. That's pretty sweet. So, that's a new, that's a good promotion to be part of. You're you're right along like dive kick, Anna. Yes. Cool.
3: So, that was fun. Yeah. They sort of sprung it on us though. They didn't tell us they were the going to post moment, that. Like blog you're in a promotion.
0: Morning. Yay! Well, um, <laughs> here
3: here's the thing is we knew we were going to be part of that promotion. I mean, there were we were like scrambling to make sure that it was going to be done in time. But Um, Sony told us that they weren't going to announce the release date for book two until the build had been approved and the build was approved three days after they announced the release date
5: hmm
3: (laughs) although if we had really thought about it we knew that they were going to have to announce that promotion on that Monday because the next day the the first game was coming out but nobody thought of that hmm all of the delightful inner workings of an
0: indie company. So it would seem.
3: Carry on. Don't sucker me with more stories like that. <laughs>
0: jerk. Alright. So what else we got? A tele- well, else? Oh, go ahead. Okay.
1: No, I just I just think it's strange. We're just gonna are we not even gonna mention that it's games we just Gamescom week just passed? It was a big deal. Games are back, lots of on some RPG coverage, Sony, Microsoft, and EA all had big major press conferences.
4: Yeah. yeah. I think that's we pretty have, much every story that's coming yeah, from this Yeah, we have all on. the stories.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, we just didn't even mention that fact. <laughs> it in is region. Gamescom week, and that's why there's all these stories, because there was a big old conference in uh, Germany.
3: And oh. apparently Dragon Fantasy and one of the co-creators, Adam Rippon, was in the Sony presentation. I need to find a video of that. I still haven't.
0: Or actually,
1: yeah, the Sony presentation was mostly, hey, you guys like indie games? We're doing now a 100 right now.
0: <laughs> and Microsoft's like, hey, you guys like indie games? Well,
1: trust us, there will like be Below?
0: indie games.
1: <laughs> Below's pretty cool, right? That's from those guys that made Sword and Sorcery, remember that? I swear we have more.
0: Man, I hope they port Below to something else. They have
1: to. All of these – if you listen to the talk in the Sony conference, it even was very Mi- specific.
0: Well, even Minecraft is no longer exclusive.
1: Well, they were very specific. You say console exclusive debut. Mm-hmm. That, no, those exclusive debut, that's the, the – Which means is that they
3: have an exclusivity contract for six or 12 months.
1: Or probably even less. On, well, and remember this console exclusive debut. All those things are already out on PC or will be on PC before or the day of.
0: Good call on the indie developers to do it like that too, because PCs yeah. is where a lot of them make their money.
1: Yeah, so like if you look at like uh, like uh, Binding of Isaac is one of the big things they announced, and if you look at their trailer, it says right next to it PS4, Vita, Steam. So hmm. don't worry if you if you don't have a if you don't have a PlayStation Four, you don't have an Xbox One, you'll still be able to play much, many of these games on your PC, Mac, Linux, you name it, All even right.
0: iOS. What about my Ouya?
1: You'll be able to play it PC, Mac, Linux, iOS, or
0: Android. <laughs> My Ouya is Android.
1: <laughs> did anyone actually watch the Sony press conference or the EA press
0: conference? I did. I watched the Sony. One. I
1: totally missed it. Was that the worst camera work and directing you've ever yeah. seen in a press conference? It was
0: abysmal. Oh, yeah. Like, here, let's start showing you a trailer. Okay, let's cut to the audience. Okay, Gosh. let's cut to the speaker. Let's cut to the trailer. Let's cut back to the audience.
1: It was what? like they had to. It's like they had to prove to us. No, no, seriously, there are people watching this right now in Germany. We're not making this up, guys. Look, you can watch them watching the trailer. You wish you were watching yourself.
2: Look, honestly, Germany exists. It's a country. <laughs> it's not something that you only see in films. <laughs> Look, do you see that guy in the audience? Well, I know it's dark and you can't really see his face,
1: but trust us, he's enjoying this trailer.
0: Yeah, it was
1: really bad. It- it was an ex. It, was, it was, the in w- the way the thing opened. It was like an art piece. It was like <laughs> you could barely see. It was Ka- Kazuh- wasn't it, um, um, Yoshida, right? Yeah. You could barely see. It was him. All you could see was the back of his gray hair, <laughs> and he's sitting there watching the PlayStation Four as he opens up some menus. And you're like, "Is that Yoshida? I guess that is." They're like, not once that they zoom in on his face that he's actually like, sitting there or anything. Oh yeah, I don't
0: know who that was. Um,
1: yeah, he, that was Shuhei was,
0: Yoshida. You think so? I think it was. Shida. Well, who cares? All you saw was his hair. From the exactly, it
2: was so bad. Did you uh, see um, Yoshida nodding off to sleep at one point?
0: No, <laughs> I like didn't. It,
2: it, it... No, no, he did actually fall asleep. It's on his Twitter feed.
0: Oh, during I that see... segment,
2: there was there was one segment where he fell asleep. That's
4: good. Dur- during the sort of Q and A when David Cage was speaking.
0: Well, yeah, David, you know, David, I can't blame him then.
4: David Cage's voice put him to sleep.
2: Yeah, I, okay. I, I,
0: I'm totally sympathetic with that.
2: <laughs> you know, I have to say this. I mean,
1: all jokes aside, it was still a pretty good conference, even if we didn't get to see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that sounds like the E3 that should have been. Um, We've got a release date for the PlayStation 4, too. That's yeah, great. November 15th. And we'll go through the launch list later. Um, but first off, uh, There's a story that, oh, we already covered this last year, outside uh, last week, outside of the thing. So this is just retouching that Atelier Rorona is getting a remake on the PS3 and Vita. Mm-hmm. And the reason was apparently because it never had a Vita port. So they're going to go ahead and redo it. Chris, that. Chris, I'll
1: just save you some trouble and all your news. Yeah. Everything is coming to Vita.
0: Okay, everything's coming to Vita. Gamescom <laughs> had a trailer for Dark Eye Demonicon.
1: I have no idea what. Is it's that, a is upcoming a fantasy announced?
0: action RPG from Calypso Media who are makers of I don't know what. Wait, Calypso, don't they make a uh, Tropico? I don't know. We don't we don't <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't link to publisher pages on our site, so you can't see what else people make. Um yeah. Calypso, K with a K. Tropico. Yeah, with a K. Oh, okay. Yeah, Calypso, they did make the Tropico games. All right. So they're going to make a fancy action RPG, and there's a trailer. You can watch it on the site. So, it's,
1: wait, wait. You said like a trailer for this game. So, this game yeah. was just announced at Gamescom, then? Because I've never heard of it. It
0: before. was actually announced
4: some time ago, says the story. Really? And okay. it's. Yeah, uh, it's like back in 2010, I think. Possibly. that. It's
0: got a PC release later in October, and then 360 and PS3 next year.
1: The most popular pen and paper RPG in Germany. So, they finally yeah. tur- turned it into the okay. game.
4: Apparently, it was originally spit by someone else, but they went into administration, which is why it's taken so long.
1: Oh, that's interesting. It's coming out for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 next year. Huh.
0: Yeah. We'll figure that out. All right. So let's see. that's
4: That's sort of the way things actually sort of happen with European developers at the moment in that they'll sort of, they'll make a Windows version first and then release the console versions.
1: Yeah, but like not PS4, Xbox One.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not. Well, yeah, yeah, probably not at this point.
1: All right. Lords of the Fallen prepares to rise at Gamescom.
0: Yeah, that that is actually what's next. Lords of the Fallen. Um, they've got a trailer that came out for that at Gamescom. Again, hosted on our site, you can see that um, it, it's being made by former Witcher Two senior producer Tomasz Gop. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out Xbox One, PS4, and PC next year, 2014. It's a strategic mm-hmm. third-person action RPG in a fantasy world with blah, 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 story, blah, 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 story.
1: I'm sure I've talked about this. This is one of the three most interesting games I saw at E3.
0: Oh, that – see, Anna, I asked you. Didn't we know something about Lords of the Fallen? And we did.
1: Yeah, uh, if I want to give you a recap of what I saw because I'm sure I saw that what – more than what this trailer shows. It's, um, well, oh, that's describe... funny.
0: The trailer we have linked, as soon as you start playing, it, it's like, um, please click here to view the version of the trailer it has the proper color palette.
4: <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, really quickly okay, think that, that, that changed since I like... it. <laughs> we'll <have> to update <laughs> like, that.
1: <laughs> this game's like a sort of like a German take on, uh, Dark Souls and the hardcore nature and very dark and, gr- and gritty, but, um, Think of it, the, the way they described it was like Tekken. Hold on, like it starts bit.
0: off with this dude with big ass shoulder pads and a hammer looking at like these mountains that are shaped like a fist. That's a good story opener. So, is well, it anyway, Dark Souls?
1: Well, well, think of it like they say like Tekken, like a lot of these one-on-one Wait. duels that are very technical. Oh, Technical okay. one-on-one duels so against you and another game. opponent. No, no, no. It's just more, in a weird way, it sort of feels like that because it's. It's not like we're sh- like Diablo. We're gonna give you waves of enemies. It's you against this really powerful demon or monster or whatever. And if you're not careful, if you're not parrying, you're not rolling, you're not you know dodging his attacks, you're gonna get messed up even by like a basic enemy. But you also have special abilities, sort of like in Borderlands. It's like each class, which is determined by what weapon you pick up or what weapon you're using at the time, mm-hmm. they each have like a, the the rogue can freeze time, go behind the enemy, get a backstab. The the I think the the paladin. Can create a mirror image of himself and send it across the room, or something like that, and then the I should look at my notes, and the last one sort of uh has a rage mode and it's like like a like a risky situation in this game will be you versus two enemies and you have to or maybe you versus three or like maybe it's like all hell breaks loose, it's you versus five, and you gotta manage these five guys and you gotta figure out how you can take each one out maybe there's a ranged guy in the corner, you want to take him out first, and it's all very you know sort of like it's very tech, that's what they mean by tactical. Uh, action RPG because it really is just these sort of technical duels and each enemy matters okay so it's interesting like I said it was one of the most interesting things I saw at the show they were legitimately trying to do something new which was was great that was like a lot of what I saw was like a lot of uh, you know this four this three blank six so to see someone trying something new and you know taking some elements from some of their favorite games, they obviously liked Borderlands, they they like technical games like maybe a Tekken or a Virtual Fighter and they clearly like Dark Souls and if they can put it all together, it legitimately looks interesting.
0: Okay. Sweet. So that's actually looking interesting. Unfortunately the trailer has no gameplay in it.
1: Okay, so I saw a bunch of, you know what? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna spill the beans right now for everybody. We um at RPGamer are working on a uh, we're working on something new a new sort of podcasting it's, it's still in beta we're not we're not done yet but what we're trying to do is we're trying to get I, I i have a treasure trove on on my phone on my on my computer of great audio interviews and just talks that we never had like a venue to sort of get out there to the public and me and Mac have been working on something we're going to get it out there and you can listen to me talking to these developers going as far back as like e309 and just these sort of raw, real conversations, you know, so it's noisy, and sometimes you can hear someone saying something awkward or silly or funny, but I, yeah, I want to get a GUI the chance. for
0: you that I need to show you how to log into.
1: Oh, please, send it over to me and Mac, because we want to get this thing up and running. You already got yeah, some Yeah, we're going to
0: use it for PAX, actually. I was talking to him about it already. Okay. Yeah. So, so, we already laid
1: the groundwork, and we already have some stuff up there, so you just want to, like, do some finishing touches before we launch it?
0: Uh, Yeah, and I got I to gotta import it into the GUI or or copy the feed over or something, so technical Cool. Stuff. Uh, please yeah.
1: send me the info. I'd love to get it. But like, uh, the, I'll, I guess I'll guess I'll reveal the the name right now. We're calling it dialogue trees.
0: Ooh, that's a great name. I like that.
1: And it's you know the funny thing is Max said he doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts. Or like you would think that like uh, me going to talk to Exeed, Jess from Exeed, and she tells me about games while I'm playing them, and it's all noisy. But he he was saying you know that was legitimately interesting and funny just to hear you know the dynamic and how excited she is for these games. Isn't just, she quitting? Uh, Yeah, she's leaving soon. This is one of the last things we'll ever get to do with her. So, no, like even just that, just hearing us talk for like 25 minutes about these games, like telling jokes, or it's interesting. So I have one for Lords of the Fallen, and maybe once they release some more info that was uh, sort of like, you know, a lot of that stuff was, some of this stuff is time sensitive, and it's better to sort of release it later after they release a lot of their info. Because, you know, they'll tell you things that they're not quite ready to announce yet. So I'll definitely, what Lords of the Fallen one, definitely one I'll definitely put up because I I think I asked some interesting questions and make make him get into some of his motivations more. All right, cool. Kind there of
0: a keys. kind of a giant bomb interview dump truck thing.
1: It is. It was hev- inspired by it, but but RPG focused. Sounds so good, Chris, right? I'd be I'm excited to hear what you do with it too.
0: Uh, we're gonna do sign of <laughs> the same stuff as you do. So there'll be things at the. Uh, I think there'll be things at PAX that won't necessarily make sense for a video post, or we won't have the camera there, or whatever, and we'll we'll just do because they might be too long or something like you that. You know, the we'll interesting though
1: audio. is that is that I'm sort of like anal about this kind of stuff in that I record every presentation and every interview and every everything I've ever attended since starting at Gamer and I had the opportunity to. So it's not a lot of this stuff isn't even really like, oh, hi, I'm Emmanuel Moreno from R&B Gamer. Can you tell me a bit about your game? It's it's just straight up. I'm sitting down for an interview. Put the thing down. Start recording. <laughs> So a lot of this stuff is like raw, just raw me and another person interacting about their game or doing the presentation. And me asking awkward questions and then giving me awkward responses. And it's sort of I, – I like how genuine it is. But cool. I'm sure yours is going to be more professional. Hi, this is Chris from RP Gamer here for Dialog Trees. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I, I don't know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I think it's gonna be more casual than that, but we'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So let's see. Um oh Soul Hackers is coming out in Europe in September. So so you know, September twentieth. And then we have Ah. So here's the first big news out of GameCom. Well there's okay, the first. The the first one for me. <laughs> Blizzard announced the expansion pack for Diablo three. Yeah.
1: Although we knew it was coming already.
0: They well, teased a few
1: days before, Reaper of Souls.
0: Reaper of Souls, where they are going after the Angel of Death, which I think has something to do, I bet, with the missing angel um, as well. It is.
1: But... It's, didn't you watch the the, the opening cinematic and a, and a sort of reveal trailer are both available now? Mm-hmm. And if you see the opening cinematic, it's clearly, uh, he even says the name,
0: Mathiel. Yeah, but that wasn't the Angel of, was that the Angel of Wisdom? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. You know,
1: there were, uh, I'll just say this. Uh, quick spoilers. Everything – this the fact that this exists is a spoiler. <laughs> so if you if you haven't beaten Diablo three yet, maybe tune out. But, yeah, there were two clear threads at the end of that game. Uh, there was the missing angel and the fact that Adria's mother – wait, Adria, Adria, Leia's mother, uh, sort of went off on her own after after betrayal. And it's very clear Diablo's dead and they try to hide the Soul Stone. So, they're very much dealing with that. And this is like what? Act five, they're calling it? Just straight up Act five?
0: Oh, wow. To... Yeah. Malfia was the Angel of Wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Good point. And So, uh, those are
1: the two threads. So, I'm guessing there's going to be a third. There's definitely going to be an Act six dealing with um, Adria, If I'm saying her name right.
0: So, you think there'll be two expansions? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, just like Diablo 2, the expansion is just going to be a single new act. Which, yeah, Act 5. Given how fast Diablo 3 acts go, that kind of disappoints me, but I guess whatever.
1: Well, on new areas, I mean, they're going to go to Westmarch. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the whole Westmarch city. They're going to go to the... Multiple the
0: areas pan- in the act is an interesting idea because they usually don't do... You know, multiple areas in the acts right now are kind of ge- geometric, geographically similar. Mm-hmm. So this will not be the case with this act. No. Yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, you're even going to uh, the Pandemonium Fortress, which was a safe zone yeah. in Diablo 2. That's right. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. I um, think so. Brand new class, the Crusader. Yeah. So, like, think of it like a, a more gritty uh, sort of rough and tumble paladin.
0: Interesting, only one new class this time Diablo oh, 2s are going to get the next one. You're
1: going to get the next one. Yeah. The next <laughs> See, expansion. See, that's why I say two expansions. You're
0: right. You're right. As uh, Chatroom points out, it's the Reaper of Wallets, not the Reaper of Souls. And uh, there you go. <laughs> And there's so two the, trailers for it, a gameplay and a cinematic. We got them both hosted, go check them out. Yeah.
1: Um what else? Uh there's some other tidbits. Uh I have a few tidbits right here really quickly. Apparently, if you want to know more about the transition between Diablo 3 and the Story Reaper of Souls, uh according to one of the devs who were giving interviews at Gamescom, um, if you're interested in the lore side – this is quotes. If you're interested in the lore side of things, I highly recommend you check out Diablo III, The Book of Tyrael. Hey, the,
0: I pre-ordered it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel to The Book of Cain.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, uh, this one in particular is a fantastic bridge between the events of Diablo III and the start of Reaper of Souls. You so I guess – don't like,
0: recommend any actual fiction books they put out.
1: Speaking Give... of which, um, I follow Nate Kenyon on Twitter, and he said he's wrapping up – He he's about wrapped up the final bits of the new Diablo 3 novel, and he's signing off the Blizzard. So there should be another prequel novel for Diablo Reaper of Souls before long. Who who wrote the order?
0: Oh God! Don't 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 get it! Don't. (laughs) You really don't like
1: Nate Canyon, do you?
0: That book is so bad. It's so bad.
1: I remember like one example. It's bad. Cube. But can you give me another example of why it was so bad?
0: Because it was crappy. I mean what do you mean it was just poorly written I mean it was it hit you over the head with game tropes and the the people were up their own butts and it just it was awful oh. Okay
1: the book of material should be better than that
0: I I don't want here's the thing you know I don't meditate on bad books and try and remember why I hate them for an entire year I've tried to put this one out of my head um so I'm I'm afraid I couldn't list off 15 things in a defense of why it's terrible but um it's terrible. Oh so. <laughs> that's oh, finally, all I'll yeah, tell guess, you. Yeah, but I'm sure that's... I will I will download and suffer through the next one for you <laughs> if you really hey, well, want least, me to.
1: Well the reason why the Book of Cain works so well is because the, the uh Blizzard doesn't put in those big manuals anymore. Yeah. You know, the big manuals of all the, the lore and the history. So if you want that big manual for the lore and the history, you gotta get the Book of Cain and then you gotta get the Book of Tyriel. It's sad that you have to buy it separately, but at least it's more within fiction you know, it's within fiction within the universe now. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. If you, I guess, if you want the real manual to Diablo Three, Reaper of Souls, you got to buy the Book of material.
0: <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, oh, which and- is on sale on Amazon right now, twenty three ninety nine. Its list price is forty bucks. So, speaking anyway.
3: of Amazon, I just got a great email. Why? Amazon would like to remind me that there is a price guarantee on Final
1: Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> Oh, and uh, level 70 level cap. Did we say that? They're raising the cap, the cap to level 70. Okay. Oh, and there's a bunch of other little tweaks that they haven't announced yet. Like stuff like uh, the Paragon levels will be account-wide now. If you oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, What? That's awesome. Oh, I don't like
1: that. No? Why not?
3: Because I want to have different challenges on different Because parameters.
0: Yeah, but there's new things after you max out your Paragon levels to level up, I think.
1: And Paragon doesn't have a level cap, I think. Well, a hundred at the moment, but I think they're removing it or something. I've heard, I've read that. I'm not sure. We'll get a lot more info Yeah, we'll, we'll
3: know more at BlizzCon. Hey, did we order that yet? What? BlizzCon. They the BlizzCon?
0: No, out. they haven't offered it yet.
3: Okay.
1: We're getting that right. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I
0: I need to know what weekend it is so I make sure. It's I um. Have...
1: It is November second, November eighth and ninth.
0: Hold on, just checking so. something yeah um okay good The second would be bad because that's extra life um
1: yeah November eighth and 9th
0: which by the way um extra life's live you can go and join the r p gamer team and donate to me on extra life i'm um or know,
3: donate to me because I'm much cooler So one
0: thousand one, please look us up i'm Chris privetier on extra life So one thousand and one also known as and you can um you can donate to me on extra life you can donate to Anna. And uh, please do that, because that's, uh, that's coming up. Help heal kids. And um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get some more stuff going on. And we'll do the same thing where we play 24 hours, and we'll stream it live, and you guys can all be part of that, all right? We're
3: actually going to be playing for 25 hours this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically 25 hours, but I don't know if I'm going to make it. It's hard enough to do 24. And you, you ain't, well, crap, you're playing 25 hours. You gave up halfway through last time.
1: I was really sick last time. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I did want to mention two last things about the Diablo thing. It's yeah, interesting, it. though, that uh that the expansion... Well, no, the- when does the Diablo 3 console come out? This October, November? It's September 1st, I believe. Okay. So I wonder how long until they get the... Do you think they'll get the expansion day and date too? No. Hard to tell, but I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't know when the expansion's coming out. so. I 2014 think is
1: all they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah next year.
0: I want yeah. it this year.
1: PC Mac 2014. It's older mm-hmm. saying for that. Oh, and thanks to Quinn, uh, I did want to mention this one story. I know it's not on your list. Uh, because of Quinn, we sort of maybe, if we really wanted to, cover XCOM. And XCOM announced a new expansion, The Enemy Within. So it was this big civilization sort of style update where, you know, like sort of gods and kings, they add onto the game and make it a better, more robust experience. They're doing that with the new XCOM. Uh, They're going to have, like, armored mech soldiers, uh, genetic enhancements for your soldiers, more maps, more things to do, more uh, ways to spend your money, more upgrades, new resources. Uh, Seems like a really good update, and there's a lot more they're going to announce, and it's coming to basically everything but iOS uh, on November 2nd. So that seems really cool. It's funny, it's like PC gaming's back. Of course you do it in Germany, but, like, on the same day, two big PC announced PC expansions, and people got really excited, as well they should. It's great. It's like 1998 all over again. New Diablo expansion? New XCOM expansion?
0: So, and then we'll find out about the next StarCraft expansion, maybe?
1: Yeah, who knows? Yeah, PC gaming, man. Boom.
0: If you pre-order Diablo 3 on console, you get an item that boosts your XP.
1: The crown of something, right?
0: The Infernal Helm. Hmm. The Infernal oh, home the key X-com requires an internet down. connection. Oh, that's right. Diablo 3 is an offline mode on the console, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> I wonder what are the other upgrades they'll announce. Who knows? For Maybe what? they'll remove... Who knows what they'll do?
0: Oh, for the Reaper Souls? Yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean, now's your yeah.
1: opportunity to reset some of those things.
0: That's. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a ton of differences. <laughs> uh, I wonder how uh, multiplayer is going to go
1: do <laughs> you think they actually I wonder if they've actually been working on that
0: I think they like completely scrap it
1: who knows that's what I'm saying BlizzCon should be interesting whatever
0: Now I just want to play Diablo all right so let's uh, oh speaking of um, old games coming back Final Fantasy 14 of course is out of beta testing early access starts today um, August 27th August 24th excuse me the game launches for real on August 27th that's when you go buy it in the store and all that and, uh, yeah, so A Realm Reborn. Um, we talked, John was playing it already.
2: Uh, yeah, me and Alex are already playing it yep. on Leviathan. Yep. Don't forget, Leviathan.
0: Leviathan, that's uh, the uh, RP gamer server. Leviathan or Sargento Cheese is the legacy RP gamer server, where, like, <laughs> me and Michael Tidwell and Anna Marie have characters. Um, man, you can't Matera. even join us. We can't. <laughs> like, we literally can't
2: too hipster for us.
0: Well, and plus, it's hard to do... I really wish we would have picked one server. Um, It would have been smarter. I
2: I, I had no interest in rolling on a legacy server, so... Why? Nobody from the staff had any interest on rolling on a legacy server. Right,
0: but it it turned out to be the wrong choice because the legacy server is the one that has slots open. (laughs) And, like, the the Leviathan's the one that filled up, so that's going to be the crowded server. So the legacy server ends up being a better choice now. Um... Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, uh was at Gamescom as well. They put out a new trailer and screenshots and stuff. Go check it out. Bound by Flame from Focus Home Interactive is going to be coming out. In, it's been pushed back, and it's been uh, coming out on 360 PC and PS3 later this year. Um, well, it was going to be this year. It's been pushed back to next year. I don't remember what Bound by Flame is. Do you,
4: Alex? It's the... Yeah, it's the Spiders developed one, so the guys who did Mars Warlogs, Of Orcs and Men, oh, etc. cetera it, it, this, this, right. this is their sort of big budget one, I think. All right, great.
0: In quotes, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, possibly.
0: <laughs> Nicalis, uh, which is listed here as an independent publisher, what does that mean?
1: Uh, like, for example, they're doing a lot of the... Well, I think they did all the ports for, like, Cave Story and VVV.
0: Well, I know, but I thought Indies they're, were people no, who... No, no,
3: it's an independent publisher as opposed to someone like Atlas USA, which is part of Atlas Japan, or Natsume. I thought Indie was defined as a
0: company that wasn't public.
3: No, it's independent, not Indie.
0: Well, independent of what? Oh, that's so A confusing.
3: parent company!
0: So, Activision is an independent publisher now? Yes,
1: that was the joke that we everyone was making. Okay.
0: <laughs> EA is an independent publisher. Yes. Okay, got It's a it. silly so, significance. Nicalis is a publisher then. <laughs> no, like but there's it's Like
1: Honestly, it's like five guys.
0: So is the burger joint. All right. So, Nicalis has announced they are teaming up with Chemco to bring out an RPG called Grinzia, G-R-I-N-S-I-A, to PC and 3DS. It's a 16-bit styled, uh, turn-based JRPG. It, recently, it all... It came out on mobile platforms before, so I'm going to say, be warned.
3: It's a Chemco game.
0: M- mobile yeah, yeah, ports, like
4: puts out a, game, a like, game
3: every six months on the iOS, and then they port it to a different system, and someone else relocalizes it, because Chemco's localizations are trash.
0: I'm just going to say, in general, these sorts of games don't turn out so well, so be careful before you go jumping on this. All right, Watch some reviews really, and stuff. Really, do
1: you think a bunch of people here are going to jump on it? Really? I
0: don't know. I'm just saying. i uh, are covering it, so... Uh, there's a new trailer out for Disgaea D2, the sequel to Disgaea 1. Um, they ignored Disgaea 2, 3, and 4. Those weren't sequels. This is the sequel, Disgaea D2. Uh, there's trailer it's a direct out. sequel. Yeah, it's a direct sequel. Sure. Okay, as opposed to the other ones. Um, yeah, well,
1: uh, Final Fantasy X-2.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, but now, hold on. Etna shows up in games like Disgaea 2, 3, and 4, hey, and that doesn't so happen it- with other... Found a fancy No, that's not the same Sid though.
1: Set so of Chocobos.
0: Okay. Same Moogle. Alright, I'm done. There's a new trailer. You can watch it. They show off some of the new elements and stuff in there and point out that all your favorites are back in this game, of course, which only makes sense. And uh yeah. What platform? PS three. Cool. Uh da, 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 da. what else would it be? Is it also you know, I don't even know. Is is this guy two coming out to Xbox at all? No, of course not. No, PS3 only. PS3 only. This is why I like my PS3. It's got my Japanese games. All right, Borderlands Two is coming to the Vita. This was amazing when they announced this in the press conference. I don't understand it. Why not? <laughs> what does it mean? It means Borderlands 2 is coming to Vita. But, but how does that game work on a Vita? And it has
1: two sticks. i don't yeah, know what the problem is,
0: but the graphics and and so they
1: they scale it down.
0: All right. I wonder how big that download's going to be.
1: Well, I'm more the thing. I'm more worried about thinking about is whether they're going to include any of the DLC, because it's been like a year and all that stuff is out, all the characters... Yeah, it should come with all of it, shouldn't it? That's the thing I'm more wondering about than how it will work.
4: Yeah, it seems that you're only going to have the original four characters at launch at the very least, judging by how the press release was worded.
1: So there you go, Vita DLC. Buy it all
0: again. Yeah, Yeah, They Um, didn't actually mention anything. I hope that's not the case, because that's lame. Um, But... So, Borderlands is a game that's not really for me. I've discovered, Um, but beyond that, a a lot of people seem happy about this, so that's good. You play your Borderlands two on the go, or on well, not on the go, on the Vita, or on the uh, on your couch. What's
1: the battery life like on uh, when you have when you're playing games by Wi-Fi on the Vita?
0: I don't know. I've never had to before.
1: All right, because I'm just wondering. It's gonna be. It's like a 3D intensive game. Oh,
0: you know what? Um, it's. I've done that with the golf. We've gotten hours of play out of that. So it like three. Time. I at least um I <laughs> okay. don't know. Yeah, you'll you want to be near a plug. I mean, yeah, I mean that's Oh All right. someone's been but complaining? It... Who's been complaining? Who was complaining? Oh
3: you said that Sargantinus would have been a better choice, but Sargantinus is also full, and apparently that's because it's the NeoGath legacy server. It's not full. Yeah, it is.
0: Oh, is it full now? It wasn't yeah. full before. It wasn't full in like beta four. Yeah, it's full. So that's recent. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Apparently, Final Fantasy XIV, if you want to play, you where can you go? Are play on any a European ser- or Japanese server. Like there's no U- U.S. servers that are open? No.
3: <laughs> Not right now. But was, this was the same problem they had when version 1.0 came out. And honestly, WoW had this problem for
0: uh, so But Man, no But you don't just shut everybody out. You do something, especially well, if ama- they just well, had a maintenance, do something. <laughs> open a server. Forget it, man. Let's <laughs> just go play underscore.
2: Scrolls chris tits, You can't just kind of press a button and just sort of add servers. They There's know how of- to do
0: this by now. This is not their first rodeo. We should have a little bit more expectation of them than, than to not have servers open after a f- multi-hour maintenance on no, early access to launch day.
2: Have servers open at launch.
0: After yeah, after I, I, um, the mo- like,
2: I probably expect at least four more. Hell, even
0: week, EA was again. able to have servers open. They had long queues, but they had servers open.
1: Let's go play Elder Scrolls,
3: guys. Come All on. right, you're right. For 15 bucks a month? No thank you. What are you paying for Final
0: Fantasy? 14?
3: Uh, six oh. pound 89 a month. Yeah, he's paying cheap.
0: Yeah, well, I you got the legacy, cheap. yeah.
3: But, I mean, I'm not interested in playing Elder Scrolls anyway,
1: so it's a moot point.
0: No, we're going to play Borderlands 2 on our Vita's. You know, doing. they're also
1: going to have a cash shop where you can buy fun stuff. Like? <laughs> Skins.
0: In what? Yeah. Elder Scrolls? Yeah, they're oh, going we'll to also to have
1: a, like, a free-to-play style
3: cash shop.
0: All right, let's see what this is.
3: I hope it's vanity only or people are just going to be killing that.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be 14.99. It's on PS4, Xbox One, Mac, and Windows PC at an unannounced date and okay and they'll have a cash shop do you want the link to that story i'm i'm on the story all right um so you pay once per month after the first 30 days and the and the entire game is available what the hell so we'll talk about further discounts later what does that mean <laughs> uh Okay, they're also going to offer discounts for purchasing multiple months at a time and support game time cards. Okay, so that doesn't mean anything. So it's just a normal subscription model. So, yeah, because that makes I, sense. It's
1: funny how quickly the sentiment has changed where before it was free-to-play. I'm not interested now. It's like, I can't believe they're launching free-to-play. Are they crazy? What's wrong with them?
0: Well, it, and it's not because I hate the idea of a subscription-based game. I'm I'm okay with that still, though I understand why a lot of newer gamers or younger gamers might not like that. Um, but what, what gets me is how poorly that model seems to do for games and yet they keep trying it. So I think it's like Michael usually tells us they're, you know, they're in it for the beginning start you know, six months or whatever. And it then they'll go as much play. money as can. Yeah. So get, get the subscription while people are hot on the game and then turn it to free to play when, when subscribers start falling off and you'll make more money with the free to play. They probably know exactly. They can chart, you know, based on revenue, this is when we should launch you know, free-to-play.
1: Recap as much they as you can. They probably already know when it's they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you you're right.
0: Would you disagree? If they Anna? were
1: smart, they would have built all that stuff in the back end and not, like, do what Lord of the Rings had to and, like, sort of figure out how to make this a free-to-play game. Maybe if they're smart, they already have all of those hooks ready to go, which sounds mm. like maybe they do if they had that cash shop ready to go on day one, too.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Ah, feels dirty. Hey, well, hey, just wait four months and then you'll be able to play for free.
0: It's just like with Terra. It's like, oh, you guys are going subscription. Okay. Yeah. All right. Muramasa Rebirth is coming to Europe, and then see, it will be retail. Oh, it'll be download only, this fall. Uh, do we get this on retail? Is Muramasa Rebirth out here already?
3: Oh yeah, it's been out for months.
0: Yeah. Here? Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't realize that. So it's just finally coming to Europe. Good for you guys. Congratulations. And you can read reviews of it already. Uh, and Shadowrun. Okay. So this is the Kickstarter that I backed that already actually has a game out. Or one of two, I guess. And, um, yeah. So one of the things I get for being a backer is the Berlin add-on campaign. Uh-huh. And apparently, uh, due to fan feedback, they're going to turn it into a full-length expansion.
1: Yeah, it was going to come out in October, and mm-hmm. they I guess they got enough feedback about how the save system was kind of crappy, about how there wasn't enough choice in the main campaign, how uh, there weren't enough side quests, how what you said didn't actually matter to people, and uh, I think they took all of that to heart.
0: Now wasn't gonna... the f- So when they say full-length expansion, wasn't the main game pretty short? So that doesn't mean that much?
1: Well, it, well, it makes it sound like what they were going to release before was not going to be a 12-hour game.
0: No, no, no. I wonder Since, how what, – what kind of campaign lasts like two or three hours? That doesn't seem like much of You know, I bet it would have been like
1: half the length. I bet it would have been like six-hour, quick little thing in Berlin. Okay. Done. Hmm. So it sounds like at least it's going to be comparable to the length of the last one. But maybe if not longer because you're going to try to do a more branching story where you can pick to choose what to do in what order and to do what for what faction. And maybe what you say actually matters rather than just for flavor. Okay.
2: We'll see if they can do it. And okay. hopefully
1: – they can fix the save system. But they said the way we built it, we built it in such a way that we have had this save system in mind from the beginning. So they're looking to re-engineer, if they can re-engineer stuff on the back end to fix the save system. To save when you when you need to, when you want to, rather than, you know, oh, I have to turn it off. I just lost 25 minutes of progress and and uh, fixing up. Hey, it's not a bad thing. I mean, honestly, any most Kickstarter games get delayed. More than once. So as long as they make it good when it finally comes out, that's fine. All right. Well, all, yes, the no. only contract they made with you is that they're going to give you a copy.
0: Hey, not no. Once. You're right. You're right. No, And I'm okay with it. If they want to take more time, make the game better, I'm cool with that for a Kickstarter game. Um, yeah, so no complaints from me. Uh, I haven't even played through the main campaign yet anyway. So <laughs> Berlin taking longer is okay for me. Speaking of games that are going free to play, Forge. You guys all remember Forge, right? No close. Dark Veil vale Games, massively multiplayer online action role-playing game? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what Forge is, but it's going free to play, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Right. I don't what is Forge? Don't waste our time. Alright, well, forget it. I gotta find out what it is. But I don't know what it is. Free to
1: play heroes of Dragon Age. Come into mobile.
0: Oh, we already talked about that.
1: Oh, but we never talked about the actual thing, right?
0: Well, I thought we did. Yeah. Alright. Um yeah, it, we're it is a squad based combat game with addictive hero collection and engaging quests, like I said earlier, and oh, it's coming oh, to mobile. It's
1: this fall on iOS and Android.
0: Alright, cool. Just So how
1: much tiding can it be, right?
0: Yeah. Good point. No, that's that's an excellent point. Forge has zero grinding in it apparently, hmm. so how is cool, it man. an RPG?
1: <laughs> you know what I want to play? What? A sequel to Mother?
0: Ah, uh, your mother.
1: Can you make that happen?
0: Wait, Forge is it free to play? Oh, ew! I don't understand this because I'm looking at it. It's like it's a kind of game where you have to buy once and play forever f- with no fee. So, but it's also so going it's to be, buy to play. But it's also going to be free to play. Ah, <laughs> wait, whatever. what? I don't know anything about Forge. I want to. Re- I'm going to watch a video later. Figure out what it is. All right, Mother Four, fan made Mother sequel. So fans have gotten together. They're making a Mother sequel, and it's <laughs> they put a trailer up. How long till this thing gets cease and desisted?
2: Uh, day, two weeks. This
1: week.
0: This week? It's going to okay.
3: be a story next podcast. Oh, it's going to be two weeks before the next podcast.
0: Oh, that's a good point, because next week is PAX.
3: <sighs> before the next podcast for sure, then. But I think it's going to be this week.
4: Yeah. Four days.
0: It's interesting, though. I'm looking through the graphics. It looks pretty much in the style of the SNES game. Um, mm-hmm.
1: it's cool That's easy to do now
0: yeah
2: in quotes well on all, all, all the more likely for it to get cease and desisted really
0: right but they're all in their own they're all it's all their own artwork for the most part or actually pretty much entirely so that's good at least um uh see how far that goes they've got a trailer and they've got a website at mother if you want to learn more about the fan-made mother game and they say it'll be out winter 2014 and they've got a mailing list so we'll see how long, you know, like the My Little Pony fighting game, this thing gets shut down. Or the
1: Square Enix, uh, those Square Enix Kickstarters where they're going to be like a music remake. Or the Square Square- somebody
0: was selling 3D printed Final Fantasy 7 models that got shut down. Uh,
1: how dumb could you be on that
0: one? Yeah, that was dumb. Well, so was the, so was the remix album for money, money involved on a remix album without licenses. Uh, it's and no the, shock I, I they had understand to go back. The creators, and the creators work.
5: That. They
1: spend a lot of their time and effort. to spend a year working on this stuff, mm-hmm. and they don't even get a cut of the any any of it. Come on, what? I mean, of the profits of the thing you're
0: selling. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Ah, oh, fan made mother sequel. Oh wait, we had to talk about that, and I didn't mean to delete to put that bookmark in. And oh, here we go. All right. Xbox One, we've got all 23 launch games. I'm going to read them down for you. It's all all right. stuff we know from Gamescom and stuff. All right. Launch day games. Go. Um, the, get, Keep in mind, we don't know when the launch day is. So, Assassin's Creed. Oh, go ahead. Okay.
1: So, actually, that will launch window, launch day.
0: Launch day for Xbox. We'll get to the PS4 launch window. So, launch day games for Xbox One Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, which will already be out on other systems. Battlefield 4, which I think will also, yeah. Call of Duty Ghosts. Crimson Dragon, the only game on the Xbox One I'm slightly interested in, I think. Dead Rising 3, FIFA 14, Fighter Within. Forza Motorsport 5. Okay, so I'm slightly interested in that, too. Just Dance 2014. Killer Instinct. Lego Marvel Super Heroes. That actually looks fun. They released a trailer this week at Gamescom. Loco Cycle. Madden NFL 25. NBA 2K14. NBA Live 14. Need for Speed Rivals. Peggle Two. Wait, hold on. I gotta do that. Peggle Two. That's that's how they did it, right? Yeah. Launching c- console exclusive on, um, I think Xbox, but coming to everything else. Yeah, console exclusive debut. <laughs> Power Star Golf. I don't know. I don't remember this. Is this any good? Hmm. No clue. Yeah, Peggle Two. Can't wait to see what sort of free to play elements are in that, like Plants vs Zombies had. All right. Rise, son of Rome. Skylanders Swap Force. Watchdogs. Zoo Tycoon, that still exists. That series, wow. Zumba Fitness World Party. All right, that's it. There's
1: a few games I would play here. What, like what? Uh, Black Flag. Yeah. Ghosts. Uh, Forza Motorsport. Okay. Lego Marvel. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if I I'm had I'm just glad three... you
0: listed one game that was actually exclusive to this console.
1: Which one? Forza. Forza. Yeah. Hey, hey. To be fair, pick one. PS4 360. If the, I would rather play the Xbox One version of this than the PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 version.
0: Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So of here's course. what we know. Oh, uh-huh. go ahead. All right. So... I was gonna
1: say. I was just gonna say that. Honestly, though, after that Sony conference, they're making it really, really hard to justify. Not buying a PS4 over an Xbox 360. All right, I mean Xbox One.
0: So here's PS4's list. Unfortunately, with PS4, we don't know which of these are launch day versus the ones that it will be out sometime before the end of December. All right, so there's a month and a half window here, and I'm much more comfortable with a month and a half w- launch window than like the previous launch windows we've been hearing about that are six months long.
1: Seriously, yeah. right, come So on. this is
0: a little better. All right, so here we go. NBA 2K14. Call of Duty Ghosts. Skylanders Swap Force. Need for Speed Rivals. You know, it's
1: funny. Maybe she just announced the ones that aren't also coming to Xbox One. <laughs> Got half the list, right?
0: All right. Need for Speed Rivals is the first one that wasn't in the Xbox One list. but I Yes, don't know it if... is. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it was. All right. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Uh...
1: The only one that's not is uh, Killzone well, Shadow on, Hold
0: on. Hold on. Let me get the list. Battlefield 4. Madden NFL 25. FIFA 14, NBA Live 14, making its return, um, Killzone Shadowfall, so here's an exclusive, Drive Club, also exclusive, Knack, also exclusive, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Watch Dogs, Just Dance 2014, and LEGO Marvel Super Heroes. So those are all retail games. In addition, we have a bunch of games that are digital downloads only, and we know that, I think these are all like oh uh, no forget it these are just these are digital games some of them might be console exclusive ps3 ps4 launches i think some of them aren't a number of them aren't so here we go basement crawl pool nation extreme contrast warframe pinball arcade one of my favorite titles war thunder n plus plus minecraft dc universe online Apparently, that game's doing well in free to play if it's still getting new ports. Planetside 2, Counter Spy, Riso Gun, which is made by the people who made Super Stardust HD and Dead Nation, Flower, Doki Doki Universe, Hohokum, Tiny Brains, Super Mother and Blacklight Retribution. And
1: then add in a bunch of indie games. There are too many to list at this point.
0: Yeah. But there's indie games on the other console, too, that we didn't get listed either. So, based on that list, is there a clear winning console? Um, if you're just going by exclusives, I would say no. Okay. But
1: I would say if you want to save $100 and you want a bunch of indie games that well, you know for I, sure are coming out there.
0: Well, like I said, just based on the list, you know? No. Not no. really, yeah. There's nothing clear. on. Yeah, maybe if you get in the indie game fight... You know, well, who is what indie I game that you're looking you, forward to more. But.
1: I'm going to ask you, do you want Drive Club more than you want Forza? Or do you want Killzone more than you want Halo? Do you want Halo more than you want Killzone? Ooh, you, those, you know I mean? Out
0: of those titles, I'd rather... Well, I don't care about Halo or Killzone. That's what I'm saying. So I would rather Forza than Drive Club.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the choices aren't the, the this list. The choices between uh, the interface, uh, the indie games that are all been announced, that you can also play in your Vita, and... The choice is the $100 less that you're going to spend.
0: Well, I'm actually, you know, I'm at the point now. With this list, I'm not sure there's much reason to get a PS4 at launch. Or an Xbox well, One. Why would you? Unless you just had to have the newest thing. Yeah. So I mean, you and you have work- a
1: pretty good PC, don't you?
0: Uh, yeah, I just upgraded the video card today.
1: <laughs> Most of these, like the big ten-pole games, will probably play even better on your PC than they would on the PS4, Xbox One anyway. Mm. Like, Battlefield 4, you know, is going to be better on PC.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Assassin's Creed is going to be great on PC. Yeah. Hell, even... Yeah. I, like, I can't think of... Watch Dogs is going to be better on PC.
0: Yeah. Anna, We're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder how no, Skylanders I mean, will look on the next-gen consoles. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying, though. Unless you need to have... Like, I can understand. If you don't have a great PC and you really want to play the best version of Call of Duty or the best version of uh, Assassin's Creed... I can see why you would jump on an Xbox One
0: Dude, or a PS4. I or want one. to play Riso Gun and and Pinball Arcade on here. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah,
1: I think the choice right now between Xbox three, Xbox One and PS4 isn't the exclusive; it's the hardware and the promise of indie titles and the openness mm-hmm. of that.
5: All right. Oh, and, and the
1: price. I mean, like, yeah. I guess you really have to want to pay. You know, people used to say the big argument between the Xbox 360 and the PS3 is, "Do you want to pay for multiplayer?" But that's that's been taken out of the equation, right? And so you probably get better deals with PlayStation Gold, PlayStation Plus, I mean.
0: All right. Well, how about Stop. I give you a big reason for many listeners this podcast to stick with their PS3 this fall? Okay. If you want to play the Dark Souls 2 closed beta, that's on, going to be on PS3. So,
1: so PlayStation 4 it is.
0: So uh, let's see. Starting September 5th on the Dark Souls Facebook page, which I'm going to like right now, they will be announcing how you can get into the closed beta. Um, to register for it and stuff. And then Dark Souls 2, of course, comes out for PS3, Xbox 360, and Windows, March 2014. Hmm. So getting the PS3 beta and then play it on Windows, on your PC, on your HD awesome PC. All right, right, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD remake has a new mode. It's It's called Hero Mode. You take double damage and you don't get recovery hearts through like, you know, trimming away grass and stuff like you do in the main game, and so the only way you get health back is potions and encounters with fairies. So you will have to be really, really careful. Um, so it's fu mode. It's it's super hard. Um, I don't know that I would want to play as to what game end like though. That. What do you
1: get other than the satisfaction that you play? Yeah, really it's hard just it's just
0: meant for people who like a challenge. All right. If you if you played through the original, you're really good at it. You want to do something harder? This is here for you. And additionally, they, they reiterate that the swift sail features in, and that allows you to travel faster um, by steering the ship itself and moving at a faster speed. So that's good. Instead of waiting for the wind, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. I, know. I'm, I had never played through Wind Waker, so I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, all right. Blackguards. Wait, can wait. Can
1: let's this? Just, let's, let's uh, get the two Zelda game, things out of the way.
0: Oh, what was the other one?
1: Uh, We got new hardware.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes. There's potentially a new Wii U console themed after Zelda Wind Waker.
3: So this hasn't been confirmed, so we don't know which country it's coming out in or anything like that or a price or details.
0: It shows up in a trailer video made by Nintendo, and it's basically the same as a black Wii U, except the gamepad has a bunch of filigree stuff on the edges of the gamepad, Um, you know, the gamepad, of course, is the big controller with the screen in it. And it's got the High Rule logo in the lower left and, and a bunch of stuff like that. It honestly doesn't look that cool to me. Um, but, yeah. And it, it could have been done with stickers, for all I know. But we'll see.
1: So I like the first comment on that story. Well, F me for being an early adopter. And the guy, <laughs> and the guy underneath says, them's the brakes.
0: Not as bad as being a 3DS early adopter. <laughs>
1: them's the breaks
0: which actually i think worked out pretty good because a lot of these gotta are it are the breaks.
1: Break it up, break it up break it down so what else we got man
0: datalix blackguards datalix entertainment it's a role-playing game they're making a role-playing game called blackguards it's a 40 hour plus game it's uh coming out Who? this fall
4: who's datalix i don't know the uh, okay. chairman no German developer. they Mostly done. Datalix
3: sort of, Entertainment? Yeah. I know them. Yeah, they have mostly D-A-E- done point and D-
4: click.
0: Yeah, D A E. D A L I C. Oh, they. Really? Well, oh. Well,
1: okay. Any big ones, um, uh, seven? uh
4: None that springs my mind down. I'll go take a look at some mental ones. Well,
0: did let's find do? out right now. Datalix D E. Language in English. Da, 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 yeah, games. they
3: did Torchlight 2 in Europe.
0: Okay, so. Oh, they did, they did Deponia. They did Deponia. Man. Or did they just bring it over?
3: Yeah, these are all things that they've published in Europe. Edna they, and Harvey, The Breakout.
0: Um, yeah, Edna and Harvey and Harvey's News Eyes and Deponia, both games that have been featured in Quick Looks on um, Giant Bomb, they were done uh, by this ga- company.
3: Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Edna and Harvey were developed by them. But yeah, they yeah. do a lot of uh, publishing in Europe too, like Tales of Monkey Island, um uh, Macanarium. yeah. Um, they've translated the Sam and Max games into German. They,
0: oh, they did the night of the, they made the night of the rabbit game that recently came out. So yeah, these are a lot of kind of bigger push on steam, at least, um, adventure games. Oh, they
1: did that adventure game with that fairy girl who's insufferable. Um, from one of the quick looks, I remember this is fairy girl who is like a manic pixie dream girl.
0: Oh, is that a new beginning or? I I
1: think so. Okay. No, yeah, Chains of TDE. Okay. The Dark oh, Eye. Okay. Mm. The Dark Eye. Yeah, mm. I, okay, I know who these guys are. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. actually branching out and doing an RPG.
0: Yeah, doing an RPG, and uh, that's all It could all be we interesting
1: know. or bad, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, it could go <laughs> either way, and it's technically still a point-and-click game.
4: <laughs> Hexagons.
0: <laughs> so both... So Because, you know, yeah hexagons and you're clicking, so you're moving your characters around, choosing attacks and stuff. So technically, it's still, you know, it's a bad you know, the thing point is, to though, click to direct it. You know, the funny
1: thing is, is that the Dark Age was technically very competent. It was well-made and very pretty, but the characters were insufferable. And yeah. so was their dialogue. So this one could end up being a really solid game that you maybe just don't like, because you just don't like the characters. Yeah.
0: Well, Anna has one or two of their games, so we just need to play them. And- yeah, the,
1: the Dark... Like I said, the Dark Age, the Dark Eye, well-made, Nice art. I can't stand to listen to these people for more than five minutes.
0: <laughs> the Dark Eye came out in '95, by Time Warner Interactive and Expert Software. Okay, there's a new one.
1: Right.
4: I don't know, dude. Hmm. The, the Dark on. Eye is a sort of an actual role-playing sort of series like Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. So it's, it's a sort of fantasy setting, rather than.
0: Oh, okay. Here's the other Dark Eye. All right, so this is the role-playing game. Yeah. All right, cool. First release in English as Realms of Arcania from 93 to 97, and the RPG rules were published in English in 2003, if you're wondering about The Dark Eye.
1: The game includes multiple plot twists, which sugar a handful of alternate endings, depending on which route the players take. 40 hours of RPG epicness.
0: A pretty looking game, the the adventure game that Datalic made for this. Yeah, but he said the characters suck, so that'll. No,
1: it's a, you can see the quick look yourself, but it was just <laughs> listening to her be a manic pixie dream girl in the worst manic pixie dream girl kind of way. I, I don't know what a manic pixie dream girl is. <laughs> you don't know what a manic pixie a manic pixie dream girl is going to save is going to renew your life, your beaten down life, and save you from yourself and the drudgery. I'm going to watch your,
0: this quick look later. All right. You
1: don't know what a manic pixie dream girl is? It's, it's it's a common trope. No, like uh like in Garden State what's her name is a manic pixie dream girl
0: I've not seen Uh, Garden State
1: okay and you know his life is boring and it's just sad and he's just bored of life and he doesn't feel fulfilled then he meets this manic pixie dream girl who changes his life and lets lets him learn how to be fun again oh it saves
0: him oh I see (laughs) all right well whatever
1: it's a terrible trope. It's annoying. It's hell. But this like is the worst one because she's literally a pixie too. <laughs> it's, just, it's really bad.
0: All right, guys. Well, that's all I've got for news, Manny. Do you want to hit me with some extra stuff that I may have missed?
1: Um, just XCOM Enemy Within, which sounds great. Uh, I, Quinn, are we ever going to really go full hog on the XCOM stuff?
2: I, I just keep putting off doing a review of it. It's What's XCOM call. Enemy Within? Oh,
0: it's the expansion. You must have been oh. busy doing something else. Okay.
1: Yeah, you didn't hear about this? It's a full no. expansion to XCOM: Enemy Ooh. Unknown. Okay.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's it and as Manny said, it's probably done in the style of the civilizations, what one, civilization ones going by um the recent civ expansions yeah. and the yeah, yeah, it's that not it's like for Axis. Mm-hmm. Meaning what? Yeah, it's
1: not like an Act Five of Diablo oh, okay. Three. It's they're building onto the systems and the gameplay of the core game, so you'll play through it again with access to new weapons, new uh new character classes, uh, new augmentations for your soldiers, new maps new story events, new okay. everything.
0: So let me ask you a question regarding XCOM. Yeah. So XCOM came out. Everybody loved it. Yeah. Then the price dropped really quickly. I don't know, remember why. I picked it up for 20 bucks on Xbox because I'm like, mm. well, that's a multiplayer game potentially. I'll play it on the Xbox. No,
1: no, the multiplayer doesn't even matter.
0: Yeah, this I know. Is... I, 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 I know. Then yeah. it comes out. There's a bazillion sales for it on Steam for like 5 bucks or less. And now there's an iPad version. Uh-huh. So I'm asking you, I'm coming to you guys to ask... What version of this game should I actually play? Should I play my twenty dollars co- copy just on wait, Xbox? Wait, wait,
1: wait till November second, and it's going to be released again. It's going to be thirty dollars expansion for PC and Mac. It's going to be you can buy It's going to be a standalone expansion on PS, PS3 and Xbox 360 for forty dollars.
0: Standalone? Oh, right. Because they couldn't just give me an expansion disc for. Well, my no, console. like I said,
1: they're rebuilding on everything. It's it's you're going to get the core foundation, and they're going to rebuild right on top of it.
0: So just forget playing through the first game.
1: Don't even November second. It's coming out. You, you're gonna want to play. So
0: they, my twenty bucks sm- is it. thrown away, basically.
1: Well,
5: I,
0: and that's okay. It's okay if that's the case. Just tell me that. I just yeah.
1: I'd say you get play the expansion. It's gonna. It's a more robust and full like full experience. They've taken every criticism to heart, and they've really made some smart choices to make it feel like a brand new game.
0: Wait, how do you know that?
1: I've read everything I could read
0: about it. Oh, okay. All right. November twelfth, though, right? Uh, second,
1: twelfth, something like that. Twelfth.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right and uh great um i still want to know if i should play it on ipad versus pc
1: oh um it seems like they won't be able to put the expansion on the ipad version because the ipad one is bursting at the seams as
0: is oh really
1: it's so you know it's apple they put those limits on how big an app can be so that game is bursting at the seams
0: oh my gosh it's already three gigs that's pretty big actually yeah um the the ipad version is 20 bucks
1: it's more than yeah why not it's done really well for them. I'm so happy that they. You know what? We everyone complains about how everything on the app store is erased to the bottom, and that's the reason why we can't get full featured big games on. No, that but
0: platform. I have to make an actual decision then. I can't just impulse buy it at 20. So it's like, okay, what platform do I really want to play this on? I um, say
1: legitimately just. It's it's. it's
0: wait for I say PC. Play it right? on PC yeah. Because yeah. you're
1: gonna have the option of playing with a mouse and a keyboard if you find that more if you find that better, or plugging in a controller mm-hmm. and having a great experience. Uh, you still have access to all the multiplayer stuff. Okay. And you said you already bought the game for five bucks on. No,
0: I didn't. I did not buy it on Steam. I avoided wait, hold on.
1: Hey, you know, that comes Sometimes out. Sometimes
0: right I have Black... to check. You <laughs> did me... buy it on Steam. Oh no, no, no. I only have the old XCOMs. I did not buy the new one.
1: But Chris, it comes out right before Black Friday, so maybe there'll be a sale on Enemy Within.
0: Yeah. On That's how I got the first one last year was a Black Friday sale.
1: <laughs> ah, well, oh, but legitimately, if you if you look at the stuff they added, like the the like, there's a new path you can have uh, mech troopers, they have full power armor suits, and like various weapon upgrades, or you can implant genetic upgrades into the various soldiers, give them like maybe alien sight or ability to jump high, t- tall buildings, uh, new maps because people said the maps got repetitive, so there's a lot of new scenarios, and there's a whole bunch of stuff they haven't even announced yet. It's sort of like Gods and Kings or the religion expansion for Civ 5 that added a whole bunch of new stuff that would let you, that made you want to replay the game again and again.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for that to go on a Steam sale. So uh, yeah, it's like legit
1: expansion. I, I like that two big PC expansions, each one taking a different, each one branching into different philosophies. The adding onto the game with an Act Five in the Diablo one, and then just full on remaking the game and making it better with the sort of Civ Five model in uh, Enemy Within, and they both look great. Well, we haven't. Yeah, cool.
0: Well, what a good what a good week for news. I'm glad we had news again. Yeah. <laughs> And you're going to have news – wait, are you guys doing a podcast next week? No, next week is PAX. Okay. So we'll have like – we'll be filming content and stuff and putting stuff up like during slash after the show. But mm-hmm. we won't have a podcast during the weekend. Okay. So um, stay tuned to the RP Gamer. All the news will be up on there and we'll have a bunch of like features and interviews and this um, – uh discussion trees and stuff like that so dialogue, oh, dialogue, dialogue trees sorry dialogue <laughs> trees
1: <laughs> you, are you gonna have any um are you gonna do like a monday show or something like that sunday night
0: show no because pax goes through monday night
1: oh wow that's right yeah, yeah it's four days this year
0: so no 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 monday show <laughs> you guys show. do
1: me a favor Can you guys could you guys go to the mugenics the team meet booth and get me a mugenics comic
0: uh, if we remember absolutely but I'm I'm not
1: getting anybody anything this year. That's my excuse. And I'm no, it's to free. It. It's 100% free. Yeah, I know. I just I don't, I don't know how much time I'm going to be spending outside the booth. Oh, okay. Chris, just walk by. Grab well, me if it's, and it's up to
0: me, off. she'll be there every night till 2 a.m. playing board games and card games, but um, it won't be up to me. So. All right. <laughs> so we'll Cross see what happens. Now. I, I should have time. I should have time. We didn't book our interview schedule too full. So,
1: Yeah, like, like right now it seems like you guys got a Final Fantasy XIV thing. That should be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it's a light schedule and then, you know, a couple, you know, whatever is the talk of the show, we'll go over and check it out and get some yeah. interviews for that and then, you know, whatever. Anything big
1: this year to look forward to?
0: Um, Yes. What was it? There's going to be good interviews with Dragon Fantasy 2 folks and okay, uh, cool. Delvers Drop folks. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's all indie games this year. This is the yeah. big yeah. This... The
3: indie mega booth is now the largest booth. That's... so Lux. it's just the mega booth now.
0: Yeah, if you if
3: you <laughs> like, it yeah. really is the
0: mega booth now. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's got something like ninety game, ninety two games from almost eighty publisher or developers.
1: That's where the team meet people are with the megenic stuff. So you'll already yep. be in there. So just walk over, grab me a comic.
0: <laughs> uh, you, you mean. In there, defined as it's basically the entire show floor. You know, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, all right. cool, yeah. cool, cool, That That's that's what seriously. Pax is shaping up to be like all about indies. So, look forward to that if you're into indie games. So, and it, so that means the exhibitor list is out, right, Anna?
3: Um, for the Mega booth, it is. I don't know about the rest <laughs> of the show.
0: Ah, I hope so. All right, it's a week before. It should be out by now. All right, well, we'll look forward to that next week. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks. Keep uh, your eyes peeled on the site for all sorts of pack stuff. And uh, yep. feedback of the show, podcast.rpgamer.com. Your assignment this week is, what are your biggest impressions from PAX? What did you like? What did you not like? You're supposed to email them to us at podcast.rpgamer.com. You could also phone them in at 608-729-4098. 30 seconds or less, preferably
1: um hopefully we'll get dialogue trees up before then guys give it a listen i know some of the content's old but like it's a sort of more intimate look uh, behind the scenes what goes on to stuff like e3 or at press or at uh at something like judges week so hopefully we'll get that up I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it out give it a listen hopefully
0: yeah and we're gonna have to figure something out with that because if we're gonna post 8 billion download things for people to download that might really hurt our server bill <laughs> so oh, but they're
1: all small though like a lot of these things are like five megabyte files Okay. It adds up when
3: people are downloading them. All right. Download
0: them all. Um, all right. So that look forward to that, and that's it. Okay. Thanks everybody for joining us. Catch us next uh, two weeks from now, nine a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, and uh, that's it for Every Gamer. Bye bye. Let's go log into fourteen. Bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye.
1: The manne pixie dream girl will liven up your life whether you want her to or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>